live. You can take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free. Bring up whatever's on your mind at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. Live Saturday edition of the program. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Mark. And, of course, you can join us on the phones. You can also join us online at freetalklive.com, where you can actually control the content of the website. Everything you see in the main panel of freetalklive.com was created by listeners like you. If you spot something online that you think is pretty interesting and you want other people to be aware of it, you just submit it to our website. And then others will vote as to whether they like or dislike your suggestion. You get to vote on things, too. And the most voted up, make it to the front page and the top of the website at freetalklive.com. So do go over there, get interactive, and remember, it's all free, unlike those other talk show host sites. By the way, before we get uh, jumping into uh, some of the news here, uh, Ron Paul winning the CPAC poll, that's pretty good news, and also good news coming at, more good news coming out of Northern Africa, uh, specifically Algeria. CPAC is the Conservative Political Action Committee, and uh, Ron Paul has actually won it two years in a row. Go ahead. Is it a committee or a conference? I thought it was a conference. conference. I don't know. Uh, Uh, I'm just trying to give some clarity as to what it is. This was at at one point, and I suspect uh, conservatives would say, ah, it doesn't mean anything now. They said that last, last time. Yeah, well, at, at one point, this was the event mm-hmm. that basically decided who the front runners were going to be as far as the presidential campaign went. Once Ron Paul won, no longer was it the event. Ah, right. who cares? Uh, so want to welcome Radio 1380 KOTA in South Dakota, Rapid City, uh, very first uh, South Dakotan affiliate. So I'm excited about that. And so welcome to everybody listening in Rapid City. You may have heard us for the first time last weekend, uh, but we can officially say hello now because everything's working. All is up and running. And uh, Welcome so to welcome. the Lakota Nation. Yeah, is it? Is that Lakota Nation? City is in Lakota Nation. Very cool. Uh, So, yeah, uh, you may notice the Free Talk Live is a little different from your average talk show. It is open phones all the time, so you can dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231 and bring up whatever might happen to be of interest to you. And you'll also notice that it's not one of those Republican or Democrat shows. We are not... Part of the left-right paradigm or spectrum on this program, and you'll hear that Free Talk Live's position on the issues will become quite predictable over time. And they say that's bad in talk radio. Um, (laughs) You know, consistency, moral, uh, a moral compass. These things are bad. Yeah. Uh, As if you can't predict what Rush Limbaugh is going to say. Just listen to what Obama says. You'll find Rush is on the opposite side. Says the opposite. Sure, sure. So uh, 800-259-9231. Ron Paul, CNN reporting that he addressed the Conservative Political Action Conference Friday, repeating the mantra of limited government that has rocketed him to stardom among a certain segment of conservative activists. You know, the ones that actually are more liberty leaning, that actually, you know, aren't neocons. Well, the ones that don't want to use big government in order to uh, to control people's uh, actions and that don't harm other people. Easily garnering the most enthusiastic applause of the day, Paul advocated for a complete governmental retreat in every realm of society. Paul said, "We've way too much partisan. Uh, we've had way too much bipartisanship for about sixty years, and what he means by that is the bipartisanship of the welfare system and the warfare system. It all goes through with support from both parties. There is truly a revolution going on in this country," said Paul. "We live in a time where we don't just need a change in attitude and a change in ideas. We need to change our philosophy about what this country is all about." Paul, who ran and they call it a quixotic yeah, they presidential quixotic. bid. <laughs> now, quixotic, that's a reference to Don Quixote, basically, yeah. right? And Don Quixote was essentially a, a madman. Yeah, I yeah. mean, he was, he was hallucinating, yeah, right? So, so basically what they're saying is that his campaign was, uh, was crazy and stupid. 
I mean, you know, Don Quixote tilted at windmills, right? Quixotic, the definition here, uh, caught up in the romance of noble deeds and the pursuit of unreachable goals, idealistic without regard to practicality. So that's what they're suggesting that Ron Paul is. He's just an idealist. And it's it's unreachable, the idea of rolling back, uh, you know, the government. The idea of not using violence against your neighbor in order to get what you want? Yeah, that's what I like Ron Paul for because he is a great introductory, uh, I guess, assessment of the ideas of liberty for a lot of people. He may not be 100% perfect in his message, but he's about 98%. And that's why I threw some money behind his campaign in the year 2008. I'm glad to see him continuing to be visible, even though, as you've pointed out in the past, Mark, he is getting up in the years. He's getting older, and he's certainly going to be four years older than he was four years ago for the last election. And, you know, there was some times in the presidential debates where he seemed to falter a little bit, and, and maybe it was due to his age. Um, so well, I, I definitely understand the pe- people's concern about him running again. However, well, I would it doesn't like to, seem like there's really anybody else that uh, is qualified. Well, Gary Johnson, uh, the, the former government, governor of New Mexico, uh, you know, he's he's a pretty good stand-in for Ron Paul. He's a, he's a tall man, good-looking man. Um, he... You know, he, much younger, and he got actually 6%, um, which put him in third in the CPAC polls. It went Ron Paul, Mitt Romney, Gary Johnson, Chris Christie. Uh, you know, and, and three of the four there are very small government type guys. Chris Christie. Uh, what? Chris Christie's pretty what good. What are you talking about, dude? The he only small Romney. government guy in the. Okay, Gary Johnson, Ron Paul. Chris Christie's a female. No, he's isn't it? not. He's the governor of New Jersey. That's a, I believe that. Oh, okay. I thought there was another. If I'm mistaken, I, that's what I'm, I'm reasonably concerned well, with. Anyway, Gary Johnson and Ron Paul, I would say, I, I've never even heard of this other guy before. All right. Well, yeah. you know, I'm just saying. So Ron Paul actually won this uh, CPAC poll with, as you mentioned, 30%, and he won it also in 2008. He got 10 times the vote Sarah Palin did. Yeah. And she gets all kinds of media coverage. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> they've, they've got cameras in her house and chasing her around, what, running down polar bears and stuff. So to wrap up this piece here at CNN, uh, the quixotic presidential bid in 2008 that caught fire with many fiscal conservatives and, li- and libertarians added the crisis in Egypt is further proof Americans need to dis- America needs to disentangle from its foreign engagements. He said, we need to do a lot less a lot sooner, not only in Egypt, but around the world. The people don't like us propping up our dictators no more than we would like it if a foreign country propped up a dictator here. And of course, Ron Paul is the man when it comes to uh, foreign policy. This guy knows what he's talking about, and he's absolutely right. And if only more Americans would take a moment to just try to place themselves in the shoes of people that are living around the world, the people yeah. that are living in areas where the U.S. government can, is setting up military bases and bombing uh, bombing things and, and killing folks. Well, and even if they're not, they're still propping up the dictators. Uh, you know, it's, it's hard. People are scared of what's happening in Egypt right now. But try to imagine what Egyptians must feel like when they know that Mubarak has been supported by the United States military. I mean, they've got F-16. Their, their military has F-16s. They have M1 Abram, Abrams tanks. I mean, the, they're getting their stuff from the United States. The United States is propping them up. And the guy's been a dictator for the 30 years that's got to kind of make you angry it may very well even drive you into the arms of the uh the opposing side which may very well be the the muslim brotherhood so i, I the the fact is um what america's doing it seems is making its bed and then complaining about what its bed looks like so we'd like to have your thoughts at 800-259-9231 you can of course bring up whatever might happen to be on your mind we've got delani listening somewhere in minnesota delani where are you at Delani, 
in Minnesota. Going once. Delani, going Hello. twice. Hello. Hello. Hey, is this Delani? Yes. Hey, where are you at? I'm in Minneapolis, Indiana. Minneapolis, Indiana? No, Indianapolis, Indiana. Oh, Indianapolis. Okay, so you're listening on WXNT. What's on your mind tonight? Uh, yeah, I was, um, I'm 28. I'll be 29 July 1st, so I'm not going to act like I know a lot about world um, diplomacy and whatnot, but it just doesn't seem to make sense to push, and I heard Obama had something to do with um, the pushing out of the dictator, but it doesn't make sense to push him out without actually knowing who's really going to fill the vacuum, because as we've seen um, in other times, you cannot go into a sovereign country and stir things up and expect these people to live outside of the way they were raised. I mean, they have a completely different value system, and we're coming from our value system trying to copy and paste that. In fact, the matter is, you're going to have problems with anything because they're not based in God. And anything whoa, 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 that's not whoa, whoa. Based hold on God. a second. Hold on. I, I'm, I'm confused about what it is you're saying. Mark, have you followed I, this I, I'm all? a little confused, too. Do you think the United States set up this, uh, the United States government set up this coup? No, well, I heard this on uh, media about a day ago. They said uh, Obama um, had something to do with getting the people riled up or getting them to get to the place of revolution. Uh, why would Obama have had anything to do with what's going on in Egypt? Yeah, I, mean, I would say that after several, um, after a co- almost a week of uh, basically these these demonstrations, finally the U.S. administration said, "Oh, something's going to happen there. We better change sides." You know, I'd like to find out more about your comment about God that they don't have God. Uh, I'd like to come back uh, with that if you don't mind. So hang on, more in a moment. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Free talk live. MemoryDealers.com offers the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers, including SFPs, GBICs, XFPs, Zempax, and X2s, that are 100% compatible with all major networking equipment manufacturers, including Cisco, 3Com, Foundry, Alcatel, and HP, at up to 99% off list price. Memory Dealers can also offer customized solutions for your transceiver requirements, including private labeling. Memory Dealers is your trusted source for all your networking and telecom accessory needs, in stock and ready to ship via overnight delivery. MemoryDealers.com Live. It's the live Saturday edition of the program, and you can dial in toll-free and take control of the airwaves at 1-800-259-9231, the SACL-CAI toll-free line, 800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com, and we give you the features there for free. We've got a mobile site. If you've got a smartphone, you can just visit m.freetalklive.com for quick access to listening options, uh, streaming, as well as uh, podcast. You can go to m.freetalklive.com. LearnLiberty.org is a new site featuring featuring libertarian talks and lectures on a variety of topics. It's a great way to explore new avenues within the libertarian perspective, brush up on political, economic, and philosophical terms like public choice and confirmation bias. There's more videos being added daily available now. Professor Steve Horwitz and Josh Hall provide a satisfying yet sympathetic answer to are the rich getting richer while the poor get poorer? And uh, Professor Chris uh, Coy asks about the economics of Valentine's Day. If you really love someone, you won't take them out to eat tonight. So go check out LearnLiberty.org. It is an awesome, awesome website. All right, as we go to your phone calls about whatever's on your mind, Delani, I think, is still with us listening in Minnesota or uh, listening in Indianapolis, rather, to WXNT. Delani, are you still there? Delani in Indianapolis, going once. 
Delano. Yes, there you are. All right. Uh, appreciate you hanging on. So uh, you had said during the last segment, I wanted to hold you through to make sure you had a, a chance to really get this idea out because uh, I was confused by it. You were talking about the folks in Egypt and you made some sort of comment about how they don't have God. What What is that supposed to mean? Or did I misunderstand you? No, you understood me. Um, and I don't say it in, a, uh, in an argumentative way, but I say it in a, re- in a realistic way. They're, they're Islamists. They believe in Allah. That's uh-huh, God. You know, I'm. A, well, I heard that's a moon god. Her Allah is a, a reference to a moon god. I heard Nevertheless, that. Nevertheless, uh, though, it's not the living god. It's not, you know, God. So I heard Yahweh was a mountain god in, uh, you know, the Middle East. Well, I'm not trying to, like, get into the, uh, the different meanings of the names and whatnot. What, what I'm really trying to get down to is the point that you say that you may be confused about that I'm trying to bring. Um, they don't have the power of the Almighty God, you know, the Father of Jesus Christ. They don't have Him. And this is my personal opinion about this, because the other thing about Obama was what I heard. But my personal feeling about them not having God, when you don't have God, see, our country has God. No matter how evil that we may seem to the rest of the nation. What is that? Now, do, what does it mean when you say our country has God? I don't understand that. Well, America. America was founded. Same Master Mason. Why would and, wait a minute? Why would America or the United States or whatever this um, plot of land on a map have God, but another plot of land not have God? Can you please explain well, that? Well, it's not it's not the actual geographical location. It's the people, the people, the citizens that populate it. Yes, the okay. people well, don't have. So, so the Prince of Peace rides at the front of our of the largest destructive military that the world has ever known. Is that what you're saying? No, what I am saying is <laughs> the okay <laughs> when the nation was founded. When the nation was founded, it was founded under the umbrella of God. Now, no, no matter what the no, nation does... Well, you know that Thomas I mean, Jefferson was a deist, right? As was Benjamin Franklin, as was uh, James Madison. James Madison, the author of the Constitution of the United States of America. Thomas Jefferson, the author of the Declaration of Independence. So there you have the two most famous documents written by people who weren't actually Christians. Well, that's interesting. Well, fact of the matter is, <laughs> does God that mean is, does that change? Wait, wait. Now that may be interesting, but does that change your viewpoint on uh, what you said about the founding of this country? No, it doesn't. Because okay, as a Mason, you learned that George. Do Washington Deists was point a, of information? Do Deists have God? Deists. Yeah, Deists. Do you know what a Deist I, is? I go, no, I, I think okay. political science. Well, can you explain a de- Deist for me? About in '04. So you might have to brush me up on that. That's, that's not political. It's not yep. political a, a deist is simply a person who believes that there is a God. He created the universe, and he's like a clockmaker. He created the clock, and the clock continues to run after uh, he has made it. So they believe in a uh, a God that is does not interplay in uh, you know in your life. So not the Jesus. You not can, that you can stuff. pray for a red bike, but God's not going to bring necessarily bring you a red bike. But they didn't believe that Jesus was the you know son of God or anything, right? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. If they didn't believe that, then I, I'm not. I'm not with them so then that would mean that so then that therefore then your statement would be inaccurate uh and you would you would admit that the idea that the the nation was founded under god because the people that wrote the uh, the main folks that were involved a lot of them were deists and so therefore they didn't believe in the same god that you do oh well see unless they specified that when you look at it you're going to assume that hey that is lining up to what i'm in you know i mean you don't when you look at what when you look at the fact that they say under God, they don't say under where did they our say God that? or under, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, where did, they, where is, did they say under God? I, maybe I missed. In God I mean, we I, trust. In that, God that we trust. 
That's on the currency, but that wasn't. It seems like you're trying to shoot down what I'm Well, wait a minute. The God we trust wasn't on the currency. I find it very dangerous. I find your idea here to be extraordinarily dangerous. The idea that this is a Christian nation, and therefore that puts us sort of opposed to other nations that aren't Christian nations. Do you understand? And this nation has the most awesome military. But that's what we're called to do. We're not called but, to mix in with these nations. But wait a but, minute, wait a minute. Hold, whoa, whoa, hold, hold on. But we can address the okay. we're not called to mix in here in a moment. But I just want to continue to address this issue of, you know, in God we trust. Now, where did you see right. that appear? I see, I see that appear on the, mon- on the monetary. Oh, on the monetary oh I see. Yes. Oh, okay. Well, let me give you a little history lesson. Uh, the okay. In God We Trust moniker was never used prior to the 1800s, uh, from what I understand. Oh. It was not part of the founding of the, the country in any way, shape, or form. And it wasn't put on the currency until 1956. Really? Yeah, yeah, so, so these are, it was these during are, the Red that, Scare. That, that, why would that be, though? That was during the Red Scare. Because uh, the godless commies uh, were, were out to get us at the time, and uh, so we had to differentiate ourselves. Um, you know, the, the United States government decided to rebrand itself a Christian government in the face of the godless commies because, well, you have to ramp up the military-industrial complex, spend lots of taxpayers' hard-earned money to build a lot of weapons that we may or may not use in the future. So I hope it's made clear now that you are completely incorrect in your presumption that you know, this was somehow a Christian-founded uh, nation, if you want to use that uh, that term. So, going on. Well, since uh, I'm not the I'm not the source of the information. You know, what I mean, that's I, okay. Most people aren't. We just I'm borrow we just borrow ideas from others. That I, that's okay. We, let, look, I I understand. We just borrow ideas right. from others, and yours were were incorrect. I just wanted to make that clear. Now, Mark, you well, wanted actually, to make. I a, didn't borrow an idea. I didn't piggyback the idea. I just brought it up in the conversation. Right. You, you, you heard it from somebody else, and they they told you wrong. So, uh, Mark, you had wanted to make a comment well, about these, mixing these are with professors. Others. You know what I'm saying? Like they don't go into deists or. Professors. Well, again, college doesn't mean anything. It's just you know a place where academics hang out, and they may or may not have the truth. So, Mark, you wanted to make a comment regarding this. I'm concerned about this idea of a Christian nation. I guess is what I want to uh, approach. And I okay, back to that. I, I find it dangerous because, for one, we're not a Christian nation. We're a nation that you have have freedom of religion, and all people should be able to practice whatever religions they want or lack thereof. I agree. And I agree. so, so it's not a Christian nation, is what I guess you're saying. And the well, then no, other no, nations still, are whatever it is. I still hang that, my hat on that. I'm sorry, no, I didn't interrupt you, but I still hang my hat on the fact that okay. we but, we were really. I'm, I'm saying that's why you see the predominant faith, I should say, in this nation, Christianity. That's why I'm fine, but it's not real Christianity, is it? I mean, <laughs> they aren't well, people that are actually no, trying to emulate Jesus, Israel. are they? No, it's not Israel. No. no, no, but no, I didn't say Israel. I said they aren't people that are trying to emulate Jesus in oh. any way, shape, or form. I mean, the people that are call themselves Christians in this country, by and far, support things like war and aggressing against other human beings around the world. What would Jesus do in, well, the, in that is, case? God is a God of war, too. Though. No, sir. I mean, thank you for the call. That's not my understanding of Christianity. Uh, thank you. 800-259-9231. You take control. You can bring up anything. It's Free Talk Live. How does a cruise to Bermuda sound? How about a cruise to Bermuda with Stefan Molyneux, Wes Bertrand of Complete Liberty, and me? This cruise isn't just a convention on the water. It's an unconference where the event is what you make of it. The boat has an ice skating rink, rock climbing wall, miniature golf, and much more. The ship leaves Bayonne, New Jersey in November 2011. But you need to reserve your berth now. They're as low as $535, double occupancy. Go to cruise.freetalklive.com. Do it today. Cruise.freetalklive.com.
This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves if you dial in toll-free. You can bring up anything you want. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features that you'll find there for free. The bulletin board system is one that allows you to interact with other listeners. You can go to bbs.freetalklive.com to do that. Uh, That's bbs.freetalklive.com. Get your liberty message out to thousands of people a month for fractions of a penny apiece. Do it from the back of your car with libertystickers.com. They have hundreds and hundreds of different liberty sayings. You can check them out. Let your voice be heard. It's libertystickers.com. Also, libertystickers.com could make a, a, a very very easily and cheaply make small runs. That's that's very, very few stickers for your band, your business, uh, your not-for-profit organization, your church. It's libertystickers.com. That's who we use. Yeah, good stuff. And it is good stuff. All right, so let's continue taking your phone calls about what you want. Uh, although I would love to get into the idea of this, what uh, the last gentleman was talking about, that uh, Americans aren't supposed to mix. What the heck was that? What was that supposed to mean? It would seem to me that the idea about America is that uh, mixing is good. Bringing people here from all around the world to If you wanted make to talk a, to them about it, you should ask. I did try to ask, but you brought, you took took it away from it. I'm not going to hold on to them for multiple segments, Mark. So, uh Anyway, I tried to bring it back, but you went somewhere Sorry, else. you got a partner on the show. So uh, anyway, we continue here. But it would seem that, that America is about mixing, you know, that mixing cultures and bringing people together. I would and, agree. So anyway, we continue here. Calvin listening to WFLA-FM in Tallahassee, Florida. Hello, Calvin. You're on Free Talk Live. Hey, how's it going, guys? Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Hey, I just wanted to say that I think that Ron Paul had the best ideas. He just wasn't able to present himself well. And uh, maybe if he was a little bit younger, a little more articulate, and was able to present his message, that he probably would have got that Republican nomination. You mean in uh, 2008? Right, yeah. Oh, man. Uh, well, I mean, for one, he was uh, kind of jettisoned onto the stage. I'd say that he was, you know, real articulate. When I heard him talk, he managed to put the, the messages uh, really well. He got badgered a lot. It's really difficult to be the one guy against the seven guys up on the stage. And um, you've got to admit that the, the commentators, the people that were controlling it, were basically, you know, screwing with him. Well, do you remember that one? Uh, it was Fox right. News. that They did a poll, a cell phone texting poll that Ron Paul cleaned up in after one of the debates uh, so it seemed to me that uh, the people that were watching the debates a lot of them thought that ron paul was uh, really clean in house um but i but it didn't translate into any kind of wins at the the polling booth yeah i think he was okay just at times it seemed like he uh he kind of stuttered a little bit and i guess they took advantage of that they, they cut him short on a lot of his messages they wouldn't let him finish you know his statements and you know i didn't like that at all i, I was pissed off about that but I thought he had the best message, and uh, you know I believe he's right about a lot of things. That's why we, you know, can't take care of a lot of business here at home because we're kind of spreading ourselves thin around the rest of the world. Well, the U.S. government but, is certainly doing that, and I uh, thank you for the call tonight, Calvin. Appreciate hearing from you. Let's talk to Ed listening in Tampa to WFLA. Hello, Ed. Ed in Tampa. Ed in Tampa going once. Ed in Tampa. Hello, Hello Te- Ed. Go ahead. Uh, well, actually, this is uh, Josh in Tallahassee. Oh, well, Josh in Tallahassee. Dead <laughs> <Ted> now. <laughs> What's uh, on your mind tonight? Uh, well, I was calling uh, about um, uh, the recent comments from the DEA's drug czar saying that he was going to try to make uh, uh, cannabis-derived medicines. Uh, keep the plan itself a uh, Schedule 1, which I think is bad, but making medicines derived from it a Schedule 3, uh, actually recognizing medicinal value. Now, really? Isn't the, they already have Marinol, right? I mean, they, so they, they, they're oh. already doing this. 
Yeah, but that's a synthetic. Okay. It's a, it's a synthetically created uh, THC. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're actually talking about making natural THC hmm. a uh, in in a medicine. Um, now, so, th- my first impression is uh, that this is a, a bad uh, thing because it's it's keeping the plant illegal while yeah. allowing pharmaceuticals to gain ownership. That was my initial uh, thought of it too. Is that uh, you know, it, wow, isn't this a great way to uh, you know appease the people that want to see it used as as medicine? And I do want to see it uh, people being able to use uh, med- uh, marijuana and its derivatives as medicine. But at the um, same time, it stops pe- allowing free people to ingest what they want for you know recreational well, purposes, while America you- continues to knock back more beer than it can handle. Well, if you think about it, um, after about a day of thought on this, because I just heard about this yesterday, um, that was my first impression. Now, my second was if they're actually using natural THC. Hello? Uh, I think we lost The DA got to him. Don't know what's happened there. There he is. Are you there? Hey, yeah. yeah, Go ahead, Josh. I I don't know what happened there. Me neither. Um, Go ahead. uh, After about a day of thought over this, uh, I, I realized, well, if uh, they're going to be using natural THC in their um, in their uh, medicines, then they're no longer going to be able to do urine tests for jobs. If they federally mm. allow you to consume THC, they're not going to be able to come after you for you know THC in your blood. Well, system. maybe, maybe, but maybe they would still do uh, tests unless you had a prescription. Like you could get out of the test by having a prescription for whatever that product would be. But it's a good thought. Maybe. So this is fresh news. This just came out because it was news to me. I hadn't heard that before. Um, yeah, I uh, read it on Normal's website uh, just last night. Huh. Well, thanks for sharing that tonight, Josh. Appreciate hearing from you, and thank oh. you for the call at 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. Eh, is it a step in the right direction? Well, it may be a baby step, but the real step that needs to be taken is the total ending of prohibition entirely. Yeah, I'm sick and tired of paying for this uh, this, this war on drugs in, in general, and uh, you know it shouldn't be done in my name. I'm not interested in it. But while, it, America's while, got all these problems economically, and they've got all these people in prison who've never harmed anyone. While we're on the topic of the war on drugs, I just so happen to have a quote here from Hillary Clinton. And what does she think about the ending the drug war? Well, it doesn't appear she's done too much thinking. Here's the quote from StopTheDrugWar.org in response to a question that was posed to her, I guess from, uh, I guess online or something like that. Anyway, the question was, in Mexico, there are those who propose not keeping going with this battle and legalizing drug trafficking and consumption. What is your opinion? She says, I don't think that will work. I mean, I hear the same debate. I hear it in my country. This was asked in Mexico. Uh, It is likely not to work. There is just too much money in it. And I don't think that you can legalize small amounts for possession, but those who are making so much money selling, they have to be stopped. They can't be given an easier road to take because they will find it in their interest to addict even more young people. Mexico didn't have much of a drug problem before the last 10 years, and you want to keep it that way. So you don't want to give any excuse to the drug traffickers to be able to legally addict young people. What do you think of that, Mark? So, uh, yeah, there is a lot of money in it. And the reason that there's a lot of money in it is because it's illegal. Um, You you don't find aspirin's cheap. You can get aspirin, uh, one of those giant hundred bottles for probably uh, 99 cents at the at the grocery store if you get the generic stuff. So uh, the drugs themselves aren't expensive. What's expensive is, is all the 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 things that people have to do in order to get around the illegality. So is she right about uh, people? 
choosing to, uh, you know, more people choosing to get addicted. The evidence, in fact, uh, if you look at the fact is most drugs have not been illegal in this country for a hundred years. Mm-hmm. You, there, there is evidence as to who was addicted and who wasn't. And it, you mean prior to prohibition? Prior to prohibition, and so you know, it seems like about as many people are addicted to illegal substances now as were to those substances prior to them being illegal. Does uh, Folgers have an interest in addicting young people to coffee? I, I suppose they do. I. I don't know. I've never really felt when I was a, a young person that I was pushed on the idea of coffee by any coffee manufacturers. Are they out in the streets uh, applying young people with they're uh, running ads with coffee? Yeah, but I don't. You know, I've, I mean, I've seen ads, Mark, but There's... it was never like a cartoon character trying to pitch me <laughs> a cup of coffee. Well, for you've the got morning. to admit, cigarettes have cartoon characters. Do they? Oh, the, Joe the Camel. They outlawed him at one point. He was uh, he was on packs of cigarettes, and he was an exciting thing. And I can remember being young and looking at Joe the Camel. It didn't have me smoking cigarettes, mm-hmm. but I was interested in the Joe the Camel comics. Well, I just, just talking from my experience here, Mark. Mm-hmm. I never remember ever one, you know seeing a coffee commercial on TV and ever being you know particularly attracted to it. They don't have Tony the Tiger uh, for for coffee cans. And I, uh, what saying, about aspirin companies? Are they also uh, aspirin's you know, not addictive? You know, just saying. I mean, there's all kinds of drugs out there that you could get kids to take, but it seems like they're not being marketed. I think there's evidence them. that uh, I, I think that you could make the argument that marketers of addicted substances would probably go after young people. But one has to also look at the really the the, the True costs of the war on drugs. Are you going to accept those commercials as the salesman for this show? As a crack, you can accept a crack company that's advertising to kids. <laughs> that's not really my interest. No. Well, more coming up here. You take control. This is Free Talk Live. This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Nestle Pure Life Water, helping you drink better and live better by providing a zero-calorie alternative to sugary drinks. Visit us at nestle-purelife.us. When kids are playing, they often don't want to stop to keep hydrated, so send them out with a bottle of water and encourage them to take frequent drink breaks or call them inside for a quick sip. For more tips like these, visit us at parenthood.com slash yourfamilytoday. Whatever you want to style in toll free, take control of the airwaves at 800 259 9231. That number brought to you by SACL CAI. It's 1 800 259 9231. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. If you enjoy the program and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can shop with us. You can go to shop.freetalklive.com. You'll find links there that'll take you to Amazon as well as New Egg. And when you order through the Amazon links, Free Talk Live gets a portion of the purchase price. If you order through the New Egg links, that portion goes to the Civil Disobedience Evolution Fund, which we support. Uh, you can go and get your shopping done. Start at shop.freetalklive.com. How does a cruise to Bermuda sound right now? How about a cruise to Bermuda with Stefan Molyneux, Wes Bertrand of Complete Liberty, and me? The cruise isn't just a convention on the water, although there'll certainly be some some speeches and a debate, but it's an unconference where the event's what you want to make of it. The boat has an ice skating rink, rock climbing wall, miniature golf, and a heck of a lot more. The ship leaves Bayonne, New Jersey in November, but you need to reserve your berth now. The deadline is March the 1st, so it's we're coming right up on it. And uh, the fact is that, uh, that rooms are filling up on the cruise ship. You can get them. Uh, you can get a room for as low as $535, double occupancy. Go to cruise.freetalklive.com. Do it today. It's cruise.freetalklive.com. All right, let's continue taking your phone calls. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. Let's go to Nathaniel listening in Tampa to WFLA. Hello, Nathaniel. Nathaniel in Tampa. Yes. Hey, uh, I wanted to... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead with your thoughts. What's on your mind? 
Uh, I wanted to comment on what the gentleman had brought up from Indianapolis. Yes, sir. Uh, I think he had a valid point, but he couched it in the wrong terms. Right, what, what was uh, that? The, the issue with uh, our dealings with the Middle East isn't the, the religion versus our Christianity, if that is what Americans is. But that it's is not what I am, but along, go ahead. Yeah, it's more along the lines of uh, their fatalism. And Muslims believe that everything is predetermined, so there's no point in trying to change it. Whereas Americans are strongly believing that we control our own lives and whatever you set out to do is result of your actions. Okay. So um, that may very well be true. I couldn't speak to the Muslim's religion uh, based on, you know, the Islam, based on what its uh, thoughts on predestination are. Does that, uh, you don't think that justifies the United States, uh, you know, putting up sock puppet dictators that, uh, that, that control their population, do you? Oh, no, no, not in any any sense of the okay. word. Uh, but, different uh, cultures are different. There's, there's, no, there's no doubt that there's different cultures are different. I wouldn't, I wouldn't claim that, that, uh, that, that you, there wouldn't be sort of a pervasiveness uh, as far as uh, like a cultural conversation, I guess. I wouldn't claim that that doesn't exist. I would say, however, there probably are individuals over there that uh, don't feel that way. And so, you know, it's, it's only as true as it is, right? Right. Uh, like if you look at the term, inshallah, uh, and it literally turns into uh, what God wills, uh-huh. uh, and that's their common phrase. Of, I've been deployed over there a couple of times, and uh, they don't believe in doing anything that's contrary to that, and they think that even if we're offering them a better life, they're going to do what they're going to do, and God's going to determine the answer regardless. Well, in a lot of cases, um, they may they may very well th- like that's that may be true. I'm, I'm not going to say that it's not. I certainly, as I said, I don't know. But when you're dealing with a dictatorial government, a government that makes it extraordinarily difficult to set up your own business to become wealthy, because if you do set up your own business, even without their permission, and then you start doing well, they're going to come in and you know want uh, a prohibitive amount of taxes out of you. Well, then, inshallah, I guess I'll starve, you know, because it's just so difficult to get things done. Right. No, I certainly don't agree with Mubarak uh, being in power. I'm He's proud not. of the Egyptian people. <laughs> and uh, I hope it really sets a precedent for the rest of the Middle East. I know that the uh, Saudis and the Iranians have a cultural undercurrent. Um, the young people, especially in Iran. Nathaniel, are, are, you, not, like, are, are you a Christian? Uh, no. No, okay. Do you, do you believe in uh, free will? I do. Okay, very good. Just curious. Thanks for sharing tonight. Anything else on your mind? Oh, no, that was it. Appreciate your thoughts, and thanks for the call. Right, yep, yes, sir. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Let's talk to Sam, listening in Bowling Green, Kentucky, to WKCT. Hello, Sam. Hey, guys. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Well, I, uh, like I said, I'm from uh, Kentucky. I'm listening to the previous callers. I'm kind of fascinated by them. Um, I'm, I'm a libertarian, um, and... I have done a lot of – I became a libertarian, I believe, about 20. I'm 27 now. Mm-hmm. Most of my family are liberals, um, either either Democrats or liberals um, in the sense that you know, my, people like my dad are just knee-jerk Democrats. They don't care about politics. Therefore, they just all of a sudden are a Democrat. Um, and uh, some of my family, though, are, are hardcore liberals in the sense that whatever um, – it's fascinating that whatever it is that makes government bigger, they're for. Mm. And I've done a lot of thinking over the years about why it is that they feel this way, and I can't come up with any other answer. 
Um, and I don't see any other thing that they hold in common besides a uh, besides a view of uh, relativism about reality in general. What do you mean by and, that? Well, what I mean is, is say, um, I, I am a, well, I won't, I'll go as far as to say I'm a deist. I think God exists. And let's say that my liberal uncle believes that God does not exist. Now, I am, I am an objectivist like a Randian. Now, I know Rand didn't believe in God, but surely Rand and I can agree that if I believe that God exists, and Ayn Rand believes that God does not exist. We are both, we are not both right at the same time. Mm -hmm. One of us must be wrong about our assessment. A does not, cannot be non-A at the same time. I follow you. But my, my liberal family seems to think that uh, if they don't believe in God, and I do believe in God, well, what's true for them is true for them. What's true for me is true for me, and that's where it stays. And I think the real rot at, at the core of our society, which has liberalism just taught, tied to it to the core, is liberalism, or excuse me, is relativism. Um, that that's the one thing that makes me think that liber, uh, libertarianism is where it's at. Just because there there are no relativist libertarians, and uh, with with listening to some of the previous callers talking about some of these high concepts like God and the nature of God and free will and you know what, I I just I don't get that. I don't think you have to go that far to realize that liberalism is just rot gut at its core. You know, um, libertarianism, if you want to use that term, is uh, is essentially boiled down the golden rule, which is at the heart of many religions around the world. It's uh, yep. you know the golden rule is do unto your neighbor as he would have you uh, as, as you would have him do unto you. And libertarianism essentially means you will not use violence to uh, to achieve your goals, whether they're political or personal or social goals. You won't use uh, I shouldn't say aggressive, violence, aggressive. aggressive aggressive violence, which means you won't hit them. First. First, and I right. think uh, a lot of libertarians probably need to learn that you shouldn't yell at them first either. But um, you know, it's uh, th these are these are all lessons that we're we're all learning. So most people of a religious nature can really can really attach themselves to the ideas of liberty. Well, sure. You know, if I may, uh, this I'd like to kind of bring up a suggestion as to why you you know these liberals in your family you feel like they are always supporting bigger increases in the uh, the size of government. I don't know much about the philosophical side of the conversation that uh, that you were putting forth, but it would just seem to me that they have bought into the paradigm that they believe that government helps people. That they've been, you know, told this story over the years, probably by grandparents and parents and so on. That uh, that's why government is here is to take care of people and to to help people that are in need. And so, therefore, when they hear of government expanding, they presume that that must be a good thing because, well, you know, if government if government helps people, that's their premise. Then and having more of it must be a good thing because more people will get helped. Uh, it seems to be to me to be pretty simple. I mean, it's fallacious because they yeah, haven't sir. they haven't dug in, they haven't uh, taken a look at the details to find out that actually government tends to hurt the people that it intends to help uh, with its programs. That many of its programs uh, that are designed to supposedly help people, like the war on drugs, end up having far worse consequences than uh, originally they were intended. Uh, so I think a lot of people that are just kind of 
folks that don't really pay close attention, and I think that's most most people. They're just busy with their own lives. Uh, maybe they have a particular belief system or viewpoint that comes out every few, you know every once in a while in a conversation or in, in an election. But beyond that, they they've never really done any deep deep digging into their ideas and and why their belief system exists. Um, so if they were to do that, if they were to say pick up a book like Healing Our World by Dr. Mary Ruart, uh, they would have I would think they would have their eyes opened to the truth that government hurts people that it intends to help and that government isn't out there for our best interests it's out there to expand and ex- you know and and you know take money and, and obedience from people and and crush people yeah that that you can find that book at book.freetalklive.com um, you can if there's an audiobook version or a pdf version so you can get it for free or you can get it at amazon.freetalklive.com yeah get that into the the hands of your liberal friends it's fantastic and i thank you for the call tonight at 800-259-9231 hour 2 is next you can take control this is free talk live With so much economic confusion, who can you trust for straight talk? For years, author and investor Peter Schiff has been in the front of the pack, pointing out the insanity while offering real investment solutions. Now, all of Peter's videos, articles, and TV appearances are compiled into a free email. The EP Weekly Digest, which contains the fresh insights by Peter and other Europac voices, like the hard-charging Mike Pinto. To subscribe, please go to epweeklydigest.com, epweeklydigest.com. This is Free Talk Live. We're launching into the second hour of the live Saturday edition of the program. You, as always, are invited to take control of the airwaves and bring up whatever you might at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. We jump right into your phone calls and your thoughts. Uh, we're in the first hour talking about everything from Ron Paul winning the Conservative Political Action Conference poll, decidedly, uh, with 30% as compared to the second, I guess, the runner-up, uh, Mitt Romney's 23%. So maybe that bodes well for uh, a Ron Paul candidacy in 2012. I guess we will see as time goes on with that, but also talking about Egypt and whether or not America is a so-called Christian nation. You can comment on any of those things or bring up anything you want. Let's start out with George listening in Tampa to WFLA. Hello, George. George in Tampa, going once. Yes. How hey, you George. Doing What's on your mind? Um, I'm actually calling because uh, uh, the comments, earlier comments saying that uh, the U.S. military was one of the most destructive forces on the planet, I kind of disagree with that comment. You don't think it's capable of more destruction than anything, I mean, you know, other than forces of nature? No, I do not. I What what I organization the, is more destructive than the U.S. military in capability? There's plenty of organizations. Okay, what are they? Every Name government one. has a military force. Yes, but with well, the United States, have, the have, United States' military is larger than, I, I've heard this, um, larger than every other military combined. How many other governments' militaries are no, deployed in over... that is not correct. That is not correct. The Chinese actually have the largest you're right, military. You're right. It's, it's budget. It, it, it's budget spent. I'm sorry. It's but not, wait a minute. It's not how, the number of people. How many Chinese military bases are there around the world? Well... If you look at all the influences within Asia, they have a large influence within all of the, their surrounding countries. How many Chinese military bases are there around the world? Okay. Do you have any idea? I'm asking mm. you. I don't. Because I, I, I can tell you how many U.S. military bases there are in 131 nations. It's over 700, right, Mark? It's more than 700. Yeah. 
I'm, now, not, I'm not arguing that but, fact. But that's I'm not really the point. The fact. point is about the ability to destroy. And the United States government has f- – its its navy is far larger than China's, just far larger than China's. I mean, okay, how many I nuclear think, submarines does China have? Can I how, make one comment? One yes. Comment. Okay. The U.S. military is a destructive force, yes. Yes. But also, but also it has liberated more countries and has fed more people – than any other military force. But it's used destruction to do it. I, I, I wasn't trying to say the U.S. military was bad, although I think that militaries are forces of violence and destruction. I think that violence is bad. What okay, I was trying so, to say is that it is a force capable of a large amount of destruction. And apparently you don't like the term military and destruction used in the same sentence that's why they if it's got USA no, involved. No, no, because I served in the military. And what's I that know have what, to do with it? What's that is it, okay, then you should be able to tell me. Is the military an organization that kills people and breaks things? We don't just kill people and break things. I'm not you saying didn't I did that. That wasn't an answer job. to the question. Wait a minute, 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 wait a minute. We are, we are not a murderous organization. So we, murder is a I legal have, term. Excuse me? Murder is a legal term. You cannot apply murder to the military because... Um, I don't you know, know if it's a legal term, Mark. I think it it's is an a English legal word. It may, there no, may no, be no, a no. legalese version no, of murder. No, no, we, no, 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 no. If you do commit murder in the military, even in a battlefield situation, you will be held on charge. Well, if, if they catch you, sure. It's, it's no, much no, harder no. to catch Not somebody when you... Not if they catch you, you, sir. Not if they catch you. Not if they catch you. You will, be, you will be placed on charges, and you will be placed in a court-martial, and you will be tried. Oh, come on. You, you saw the WikiLeaks video, man. <laughs> you saw that guy in the helicopter mow those people down. Where his, where's his trial? You know those people were Reuters journalists, and then a guy in a a minivan. They shot a seven-year-old kid. Where's his charge? Okay. Did you know what they did prior? I listened. The the seven-year-old kid? Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I served in a unit where two people were processed and prosecuted for murder. Okay, the simple fact that they prosecute soldiers for murder, that commit murder, does not mean that every soldier that commits murder gets prosecuted for murder. And that was the strange statement that you were making. Okay. Okay. Especially not if what those uh, soldiers is, no, no, are in a... Is, especially not if no, those soldiers are in a... Is the mili- no, what I'm saying is the military that we have in the United States, it is... For defensive purposes. No, sir. (laughs) Defensive purposes means you defend your own land. I'm sorry. You cannot send troops over to some other country and call that a defensive measure. Would you feel like if the red Chinese, you you brought up the Chinese military, so let's talk about them for a moment. Let's say that the Chinese military decided to come over and set up a base, you know, fairly nearby your neighborhood uh, here in the so-called United States. Would you call that a defensive move? I understand that. Would you call that a defensive move? I understand perfectly. I understand that. Listen, when I served in overseas assignment, I understood that. I understood that, that, that we are a hostile force. Okay, so then it's not for defensive purposes. Let, let's, make, Listen, let's make sure we're clear here. It's either hostile or defensive. Are, no, no, no. This, this is different. We're talking about chess pieces here. This is like a chess what? piece match. Oh, chess no, piece no, game. we're talking about you making a claim and it being incorrect. You said that the U.S. military was for defensive purposes, and now you've admitted that it's a hostile force. No, 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 no. I said... We are viewed. I could, I, that's what I said. I said we are. Under, I understand that we're viewed as a hostile force in a foreign nation. I can understand that perfectly because I wouldn't want some a tank with another flag rolling in my neighborhood. Good. I understand Me neither. That perfectly. 
Me neither. And thank you for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. You don't get to, to say that you're a defensive force when you're going around the world killing people. Even if even if you just have the tank, um, it's a threat of violence. Right. Even if you're even if you're just going around setting up military bases in other people's land, you don't get to call yourself a defensive force, period. And I don't know what kind of indoctrination they give you in the military to try to, uh, you know, brainwash that out of you. But just think about it from their perspective, please. Yeah, I'm not saying that everybody in the military ever has always done bad things. I'm not saying that. No, it I, what doesn't I am mean saying you're a killer. They have been employed by the government, by politicians, to do to to meet their ends. Yeah, and it doesn't it doesn't warm the cockles of my heart if you feed some children after you've murdered their parents. You know, just because the military will do some things to attempt to bring aid to people, I'm, I know there are examples of that happening, a rebuild a school that they've already blown up uh, before. Uh, just because they do some things that appear to be humanitarian doesn't mean that the overall what they're doing is a positive thing. And it doesn't mean that it's appropriate to, uh, you know, to build bases and kill people in order so that you can bring them food. I mean, that seems to be really backwards. Right. You know, I mean, it may very well be that the people of Iraq have been liberated. But you, what you've got to do is you've got to tell that to the, what, 10, 20, 50 family and friends of each of the 125,000, I think the WikiLeaks document said, 125,000 people that the United States government itself quantified as people that were killed at um, in and, and because of the conflict. And I'm not saying they wanted to kill them. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is that's a reality. That's what the government documents say. Some people would, would take those estimates up to a half a million. But 125 is what the United States government was telling itself. And That's, if you, if those people have loved ones. And those loved ones, although their country may be liberated, don't have their mom or their, or their brother or their dad anymore. And that really stinks. And it makes them angry. And at some point or another, there's going to be enough angry ones of them angry that they're going to come over here and they're going to do things. Let's talk to Ralph listening to WGBF in Evansville, Indiana. Hello, Ralph. Thank you for taking my call. Thanks for being here, Ralph. Go ahead with your thoughts. Uh, you were talking about this country is apparently you think it's not founded on God. I wonder in, uh, you know, the first part of the constitution or the declaration of independence, we're, we're talking about life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness and endowed by our creator. Mm. Who would that be? I think the terminology that we used is uh, that the, gen- the gentleman said that this was a Christian nation, and um, the, the point that we made was that the, some of the founding fathers, the author of the Constitution himself, uh, excuse me, not the Constitution, the uh, Declaration of Independence, Thomas Jefferson, yeah. d- would yeah. have described himself uh, as a deist at some point in his life, as later on. Which as he means he believed in God. And he believed in, therefore, a creator, as do, as do Muslims uh, believe in a creator, as do uh, mm-hmm. Jews. By, by the way, Jews uh, you know, played an important role in the United States Revolution, um, so the the uh, the only claim that I made this was not a Christian nation. It was, however, in a lot of ways, founded by people who believed in a God. That's not the same thing. Okay, we're not Christian, in other words. Um, we, you may very well. You be. could be a Christian. I'll tell you what. I'll bring you back here in a moment. Yeah. You're welcome to make another point. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. If you want to get on the lines, bring up whatever's on your mind. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. You can take control of the airwaves. This live Saturday edition of Free Talk Live. Thank you. 
you have a product or service that you can sell to a national audience? Free Talk Live is a nationally syndicated talk show on more than 80 talk radio stations from Alaska to Florida. We've been named Talkers Magazine's Heavy 100 list. That's the 100 most important radio talk shows in the nation twice. And the number one political podcast on podcastawards.com four out of the last five years. You can have access to our 80 plus stations and our large and loyal podcast audience for as little as $500 a month. Contact me, Mark, at freetalklive.com. Live, you dial in toll free and take control of the airwaves here. Live Saturday edition of the program, 1 800 259 9231. That's 800 259 9231. And you can, of course, bring up anything. Joining you tonight, it's Ian and Mark. And our website is freetalklive.com. We've got a lot of stuff there, uh, including our wiki with over 2,000 pages created by listeners like you. WIKIWiki.freetalklive.com will get you there. Have you ever considered taking a case, your case to court without an attorney? Jurisdictionary is a course for people without a lawyer who know, must know what it takes to win, how to make motions, how to uh, move the judge, get, get evidence, that kind of thing. And for people with lawyers that want to minimize legal fees and maximize winning by knowing what should be done. It works for plaintiffs or defendants. It works in every state and countries around the world. It costs less than an hour with any good lawyer, and it's so easy that the average eighth grader could go through the complete four-CD course in a single weekend. I've taken the course. I bought it for myself. I think it's that important for people to have. It's uh, They've been on the web for 13 years. It works for every kind of case. It's jurisdictionary.com. So we've got, I think, George still with us listening in Tampa to, uh, excuse me, it wasn't George, Ralph in uh, Evansville, rather, to WGPF. <laughs> uh, Ralph is, I think, still with us. Are you there, Ralph? Yes, sir. All right. Now, Ralph, you had called in to uh, get a little clarification on what was said earlier about this not being a, a so-called Christian nation in its founding because a number of the primary founding fathers were deists. Um, and yes. and that means that they believed in a god, but it was a kind of a hands-off god. God created the universe and then stepped back. It's not the, Christian, the same god as the Christian god. And so that was the point of clarification. And you, it sounded like you had a little okay. more to say. So go yeah. ahead. Are you satisfied with that explanation? Well, yes, that, okay, that's good. fine. I, I realize. That, uh, that there were several of them that were deist, uh, but there were a lot of them that were God-fearing men, which well, uh, that God in reference to that was, you know, not the hoppy Indian God or anything. It was our creator, so they called him. Sure. But uh, one thing I was wondering, you talked about the libertarians. Uh, they don't believe in uh, violence or uh, hollering at anybody or, uh, you know, what I mean is trying to... Uh, get their way by means other than what pacifists are. If so, I'm wondering, uh, we would probably still be under the control of England then, wouldn't we? Well, um, I think that the, actually the terminology that I tried to use was that libertarians don't believe in the use of aggressive force to achieve political or social okay. gains. And that what, with, mean with the situation that... in England, um, it, like the, liber- the, the United States Revolution was probably closest to the ri- most libertarian war that's ever been fought. So mm-hmm. I would say that, um, that no, uh, that, that's, that's probably not a correct assessment, but that in fact, uh, you know, the, the English aggressed against the colonists with the Boston Massacre and the Intolerable Acts and uh, so many of the things that the king did in order to pay for his wars um, you know, across the ocean. Due to taxes that caused our people to take up arms and, and fight England. Yes. Tex- uh, taxes are aggression. 
Taxes okay. are uses of force and, and threats of force and against people who have not uh, you know, threatened force against you. Thank you, Ralph, for the uh, call tonight. I appreciate, appreciate hearing from you tonight at 800-259-9231. You can take control of the airwaves here. Let's talk to Ken listening in Tampa to WFLA. Hello, Ken. Hi. How you doing, guys? Just well, great. I tell you what, I started listening to this on my short drive to the store now I'm sitting in the parking lot, and I've heard so many discussions. I don't know where to jump in. I'll tell you, that there's nothing in the world that makes a talk show host happier than hearing that. Yeah, it's the truth. I, I mean, I'm sitting here wanting to talk about one thing, and I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, do I go there? And I said, no, I'll stick with the whole Christian America thing. Right. Okay. Yeah, um, well, you know, if you want, you can always call back on Monday night, and uh, we'll talk yeah. to you then. About <laughs> Six nights a week. That's fine. Listen, I, I happen to think the following. Today, are we a Christian nation? I would say, for the most part, no. However, if you talk to the vast majority of the people outside the United States and the world, go to any Islamic country, probably China, any of them, ask them what we are, they're going to call us a Christian nation. Yeah, I'd so say that, that that's probably a pretty reasonable assessment. I don't know, but I, it's, it's a guess that I'm willing to take with you. Yeah, okay. It's Now, go back to the founding, however. That's a different story. You just made a statement that the leading people... Uh, in you know, in the founding of our country, were deists. Many of the leading there, pe- people, I think, is what uh, Ian said, and I, and you know, it's not an incorrect assessment. Well, I think that it is. Okay. And for this reason, if you go back and actually look at the lives of all the signers of the Declaration and go through them one by one, you'll find out that there was a very, very small minority of them that there were actual deists, including Benjamin Franklin. I might add. So um, you're saying he, that he was or wasn't. He probably was not. They now, claimed did he to be. say a lot of things that went, you know, people to think that? Sure he did, as did Jefferson. But if you start going through many of the others, there is no way those guys were deists. So you, you Madison? Read, Madison was not a deist. Uh, I, I, I would beg to differ, sir. I mean, Madison was uh, the most intellectual of the founding fathers, and, um, you know, intellectualism is not traditionally coupled with a belief in a man in the sky. Oh, that's not true at all. I don't <laughs> mean how you could even come off saying that. How can I? It, I mean, it, that does well, sound a little actually, smooth, You can say it. You can say it. It's a bit condescending. You can I say agree. it. But, I mean, you can't look. Okay, good. Um, James Madison, by the way, a lot of people don't realize this. One of the most influential founding fathers back at that time was uh, Witherspoon. You're Witherspoon right, I don't. Was a, okay, Witherspoon was a professor at Princeton. He was a Scottish Presbyterian minister. He came over here. They brought him over here. He was the only reverend to actually sign both the documents, served on numerous committees. But the significant thing about Witherspoon is that he actually was the teacher, the mentor of probably about 40 of the founding fathers, including James Madison. Madison did not go to school in Virginia. He decided to go to Princeton specifically to study under Witherspoon. Witherspoon was by no means a deist, and if you go back and start reading some of these guys, you'll see that stuff. Well, I'd like to point out, I've had several mentors in my life, and many of them would call themselves uh, good Christians. I would not call myself that, so the fact that they were my mentor doesn't mean that I have uh, picked up their religious... um, No, I I agree. I agree totally. But you don't see the deistic statements in Madison that you may see in some of the other guys, Thomas Paine or Jefferson. You don't see it. Now, go back a bit further. Go back a bit further, and you look at every colony in the United States, with the exception maybe of Rhode Island, well, not even Rhode Island because they came out of Massachusetts, but every one of those in their founding documents specifically state the purpose of that colony is to propagate the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's yeah. what it says in their documents. Sure. It, uh, so as it, 
What's that? Go ahead. Sure. Uh, they do. M- many of them do say that. And remember that the nation itself, uh, the, the federal government, was set up in, with the when the states, many of them actually had their own state religion. So, um, you know, that that's a. Uh, they did. You're correct in that. And this is what I believe about that. Why don't we have that in the federal government? Because when those founders from all those different colonies came together, there was no way in hell that they were going to allow any one colony, whether it was the Congregationalists in New England, the Quakers in Pennsylvania, or the Anglicans in the South, to establish theirs. That's how all that came about. But that was the federal government. That wasn't the nation. The nation was made up of independent states. And I might add, they had state-supported churches, state-supported churches as late as 1833 in New England. Now, don't you agree that that's a really bad idea? Um... No, not necessarily. Really? I do not. You think no, state religion is a is a good idea? Well, it potentially. Ooh, <laughs> that sounds pretty scary to me. Oh, th- thank you for the call tonight, Ken. I appreciate hearing from you. Ooh, that's a frightening idea. We can talk about why that's so scary in a moment. 800-259-9231. The state on its own is a pretty scary entity. Combine it with religion and you've got a real problem. It's Free Talk Live. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office products, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Shop.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, get a great deal, and a portion of your purchase goes to benefit Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon via shop.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live, the live Saturday edition of the program. We are here to take your calls about anything you might want to discuss. The toll-free number for you is 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com, and we'll give you the features there for free. Archives are included, so if you've missed a moment of the show, just click and download. They're right there on the front page of the website. Right at the top, you get the last week's worth. And then if you click into the archive section, you'll go back all the way to late 2006, all for free, courtesy of HostGator. HostGator is a worldwide leader for web hosting, and they make it easy for you to get your own .com domain name. You create your very own website with their free site builder tools and templates. They've got more than 4,500 templates, and they're all free for you to use once you, you know, go to HostGator.FreeTalkLive.com. It doesn't matter whether you want just a personal blog or a complete e-commerce business website. HostGator.FreeTalkLive.com can help you. They've got a 99.9% uptime guarantee, a 45-day money-back guarantee, 24-7 technical support, and your first month completely free only if you go to HostGator.FreeTalkLive.com. So we've been having a conversation tonight here off and on with uh, some of our callers about the allegation that the U.S. is a so-called Christian nation in its founding with the founding fathers. And there's uh, you know continuous debate as to whether or not people like George Washington and Thomas Jefferson and James Madison were in point of fact deists as opposed to Christians. 
And, of course, the Christians want you to believe that uh, they were Christians. But why that is uh, was, I think, revealed a moment ago with Ken. Uh, because you might, I, might I, I would look at this discussion in general and say, well, what does it really even matter anyway what their religion was? I mean, who in their right mind would want to bring back the idea of state-sponsored religion? And, indeed, that's what Ken was getting at in the last moments of his call. He revealed that he thought that that was a fine idea. Well, he said states- that in some cases it was. But, you know— well, in the cases when it's uh, Christianity, right? Well, I mean, no, when it's not... the case. What you've got to understand here is this is the, why this idea is so dangerous. Ask the Quakers, who were Christians, at least at the time, uh, ask the Quakers what they think about the state religion of Puritanism in the Massachusetts Bay Colony. Ask ask the Puritans what they thought about the, sta- uh, the state religion of Anglicanism or whatever the king's religion in England. Ask these Christians what they thought about those Christian religions, and they'll say that they were you know, heretical, that these people were tyrants. And so it's only a good idea if, if your religion. particular weird little sect of religion is the state religion. And, I, you know, imagine how uh, stationary America would be if you had to live in your basically you had the Quakers had to live in the, the Quaker state. Uh, the, the Puritans had to live in uh, Massachusetts. I mean, these these ideas which have evolved over time would not have evolved. You don't see Puritans running around anymore. But if it was a state religion, you sure would. These ideas are extraordinarily dangerous. Um, yeah, I'd well, like absolutely. to point out one thing the gentleman said was that uh, Madison wasn't a, a deist. And, you know, I, I had read an article, a couple of articles uh, pointing this out. And one thing about quotes on the Internet is you've got to triple check them because it's in people's interest to quote famous people that they respect to saying the things they want. Mm. Here's one from James Madison. Triple checked. Religious bondage. And and by the way, this guy, I'm still going to claim he's a deist. The gentleman claimed he wasn't. He was a Christian. This, now, try to imagine a Christian saying this. Religious bondage shackles and debilitates the mind and unfits it for every noble enterprise. James Madison, in a letter to William Bradford, April the 1st, 1774. Mm. If this guy is a Christian, at the very least, he's a Christian that... Uh, Rejects organized religion. That has a real problem with organized Christianity as it existed at that time. Mm. Good stuff. So the big danger, of course, in state-sponsored religion is you're com- you're combining the violence of the state and its ability to coerce people and tax people and you know force them to do things against their will or force them not to do things uh, that they do want to do. You combine that power with the you know the indoctrination power of the very whatever religion it is you're talking about, and you end up having a real one-two punch that is just you know the worst of both worlds. I mean, religion was created to control man, as was the state, and we're fortunate now that they are for the most part separate in our realm of the world, and I think that's for the better for the advancement of human beings and their ability to create and their ability to be yeah. individuals. The idea of this being a Christian nation and that states there should be a state religion are old ideas, old dangerous ideas. If you don't think that old ideas can be dangerous, let's reference ideas of, say, slavery, the ideas that uh, of, of incredible amounts of corporal punishment being dealt out by employers upon employees, by parents upon children. I mean, these ideas are dangerous. Let's go to your phone calls and your thoughts. Ladies first. Carol is listening somewhere. For whatever reason, she's not saying where. Carol, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello? Hey. Howdy. What's on your mind tonight? I can barely hear you. Well, we hear you just fine, so... uh, I'm trying to speak up for you. Go ahead Uh, with your thoughts. Okay, this is the first time I've done that. I've done this. Um, 
You sound a little bit hostile about Christianity, so I hope you're not going to try to chew me up and spit me out. I admit to being hostile about Christianity. I've, I um, have to say that I found uh, my experience being raised in a uh, you know, Christian environment, going to a Christian school, to be one that uh, you know, racked me with guilt and has caused me a great deal of mental anguish in my life. I am not hostile towards Christians. Uh, I, I, I try not to be. I mean, I'm just saying that you know, it's hard. But I, I can understand where Mark is coming from. I also went to a Christian church. I went to Christian camp. And so I've had some, you know, some experience in this area as well. I just think that they are, for the most part, people who don't even really understand or apply the belief systems they claim to, uh, to believe in. Go ahead with your thoughts. Okay. Well, I appreciate you sharing that. I just, um, um, I'm, sorry. I'm sorry that those were your experiences. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, of course, I'm not calling to, to push state religion. In fact, I see a difference in faith and religion. Um, I would agree. The reason I called was, well, partially I wanted to back up the gentleman that was ahead of me. Um, uh, I think he was on target with a lot of his facts. I'm not a scholar by any means, but I did want to share that the majority of um, our founders, both the signers of the Constitution and the signers of the Declaration of Independence were Christians. Even if that's true, what's the relevance many, of it? There were many ministers. Okay, even if that's true, what's the relevance of that claim? Well, I think the relevance of it is that they were men of faith, and they were men that did believe in individual liberty and in individuals, and mm. they also believed... What in, happened to that with the Christian religion? They be, they kind of went away, didn't it? In, they believed... Are you going to chew me up and spit me out? I'm asking you a question. You said they were men of faith and they believed in individuals, so I'm asking a question to clarify. I understand you're asking me a question, but what I found to be true on your show tonight as I've been listening is that many times in trying to prove your point, you've not been very respectful to those who have called in. In fact, my other point I wanted is to being mention, respectful just, just allowing you to make to, the other point. No, please. is being respectful just allowing you to just talk on and on and on without asking you a question? I would hope that you would know what being respectful is. I'm asking you. Well, I will give you an example if you would like to listen to it. Go right ahead with whatever it is you wanted to say. There was a gentleman who called in who um, was in the military. He served in the military, which means, in my opinion, he served to protect all of us, both you, your family, your friends. Opinions are different from facts. in giving him... Go ahead. Hello? We're doing a radio show. You're going to have to actually talk if you want to be heard. I will talk if you'll give me the chance. I'm just pointing out your opinion is different from the facts, madam. You haven't heard all of my opinion. Go ahead, then. This gentleman served to protect us, our family, our friends. That's propaganda. That is your opinion. So now you no, you no. Talk he about served fact. at the behest of politicians. You want to talk, talk about fact and opinion? That is your. The opinion. fact is, he followed orders that were issued to him by politicians that were not in the best interest of protecting people I, because the I military would, creates. I a fa- would imagine that this man joined. 
to serve his country and to protect. I'd agree with about that. Like I'd absolutely, we'll, we'll totally that's agree probably, with you about that's that. Probably, that's probably his intention. Sure, sure. Intentions are is. different from what and actually happens, though, and I thank you for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. If you join for a certain reason and then you end up following orders that are contrary to uh, what it is you joined for, then it doesn't really matter what your intentions were. What matters are the actions that you take, the choices that you choose. 800-259-9231. Free Talk Live. Become a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 per month. You'll get perks and you'll help us free more minds worldwide. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. Saturday edition of the program, and you are invited to take control of the airwaves. You can bring up whatever you want, uh, but that doesn't mean that you get to just ramble on for several minutes at a time without having a conversation occur and questions being asked. 800 I'll tell you what, that lady made you look like a jerk. I'm sorry, man. <laughs> well, whatever. Uh, 1-800-259-9231. She was just, she was the one being a jerk. She wouldn't even tell us where she was calling from. Well, so I, I, you start with a, you start with a con, you, you want to start off on the wrong foot. That's, you know, not the way to go about it. Well, she started out uh, when she got in. When what the call, what the listeners heard was a nice lady with a southern accent mm-hmm. saying, "You know, I'm really sorry that you boys have had a small, uh, had a terrible problem with the church up to this point. I've got a couple of things I'd like to say." And then she and wanted then, to preach, and well, she did, and, and she did, uh, no doubt. I'm happen. just saying that you, you know, sorry, man, you look hey, like a I jerk. got a talk show to run, Mark, and a talk show means talk, meaning conversation, meaning we talk with the people that call in. This is not free. You get to just ramble on for five minutes live. It's free talk live. So. It means uh, if you say something that's incorrect, I'm going to correct. I'm going to enter into the conversation to correct you. I'm going to ask questions to understand what it is you're trying to say. I don't think that you know that's not it's not good communication to just let somebody just you know ramble on because I may not understand what they're saying. I may not understand the premises uh, that they're coming from. And I want to understand. And if that makes me a jerk, then whatever. 800-259-9231 is the number here. You can join us online at freetalklive.com, where you'll find that the features are free, because we're jerks, and we give you free we? a free website. Who's well, me, we, and it's my website. It's not yours, Mark. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, I'm a jerk, so I'll give you my website for free and all the archives over at uh, freetalklive.com. Uh, free Talk Live is brought to you by SACL CAI, the principal over there Jason Osborne, huge supporter of Liberty, and uh, even Ian when he's a jerk. Uh, you want to find out more about SACL CAI, how they do collections, and how they do it with, res- with respect for your clients, you can go to freetalklive.com, see the uh, their banner. It's the top one on the right-hand side of the page, you know, she, CAI. She tried to make it look like she was the good guy in that conversation. She was, and she succeeded. And uh, Well, no, she didn't because she refuses to, ask, uh, to answer questions. She refused to actually have a conversation. So she looks like an obstinate uh, jerk to me from my perspective. Well, <laughs> Sorry. I was simple. I just simply had some questions about you know her belief system and you know what she was looking to do and you know anyway let's go on with your thoughts at eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one you can bring up what you want let's talk to John listening to WRNN in Myrtle Beach John you're on Free Talk Live yeah how you doing uh, look uh, real quick uh, it's my opinion okay that you do kind of when you hear something that's uncomfortable to your ears interject prematurely and, and cut people off and tend to dismiss them uh, a little bit prematurely. But when it's something you want to talk about, you'll ramble on for hours. Uh, we didn't now, cut that woman off. She, she like had right most now. of the segment, See, I wasn't too. finished, and then there you go. But look, let's go to the military. You, you, said, you ended a sentence, but go, go ahead. ahead. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's go to the military-industrial complex. Whether you like to admit it or not, okay, in this day and time, if we 
cut our standing military, we will be speaking Chinese within a month. No, what are you talking about? Well, let me tell you. You got to let me finish. You, 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 I'm, I'm about to tell you, but you've got to, you've got to quit stopping me. Okay. Common tactic. Uh, Go ahead with your uh, thoughts, sir. I've not stopped you in one, in any iota, in any way, shape, or form. You're still here. We allowed you to call in about anything you wanted, and you're still on the air. Go ahead. Okay. Hello. Okay. Anyway, (laughs) no neighbor of mine or me with a sidearm and uh, say an AK-47 or a shotgun or hunting rifle is going to stop a Chinese bomber, a Chinese Navy ship, heavy artillery, and possibly a tactical nuke. That country wants us for our resources. If we weren't in Korea, well, uh, can, can, Korea well hold on. You made the point. I'd like to rebut that. I understand you're trying to, to to bolster your point, but we really do have limited time. I'd like to rebut that. I'm not telling you that uh, the first step, I think, in peace around the world is to take our military and move it back to the United States. That means if China flies a bomber from China to the United States, the United States could fly a bomber from the United States to China. They could, uh, they could reciprocate against violent action. The same with, uh, you know, naval ships, uh, the same with all these things. So, uh, you know, a tactical nuke, yes, those kind of things. they can do it a lot quicker from Korea. They absolutely could. Sure. But do you understand why it looks like to our neighbors? I mean, and then so why doesn't China team up with uh, with uh, Cuba? Would the United States be okay with China putting they tactical do. nukes? As a matter of fact, they have. They don't do the bases across the country like we do. What they do is implement their soldiers and their equipment into 11 different countries, including Mexico and Cuba. Yeah, you Mexico's got ICBMs? Chinese really are to us. The, uh, the, the, I'm sorry, does Cuba, uh, excuse me, Mexico has ICBMs from China uh, trained we on us? We don't know what they have. We're talking about the Chinese here. We're what Chinese, what rattles, excuse me, sir, what, what saber rattling has, the, what saber rattling has the Chinese engaged in recently against the U.S.? Uh, well, they do they do uh, cyber warfare on us all the time. I'm sorry, I don't know what you're There's talking about. There's a lot about. of programs they've got going that are anti-American. Uh-huh. Don't think you mean all the, the companies that they have selling us products. They don't want to take our company. Are, what the only you, reason they have it is we support a lot of their economy. Right. Oh. I mean, well, guess so what? we're a trading partner. Yeah. Exactly why would you want right, to kill? Hey, why would you want you to something. kill your best customer, sir? Dude, they, if they can take our country and our resources, then they don't need us. Do you not understand reality? No, I don't think you I mean, understand reality. You These people don't have the ability to take your resources by violence. They don't have that ability. They don't have, as Mark oh, pointed out earlier, the Navy that will allow them to do that. They outnumber us 10 to 1. They outnumber us 10 to 1. How are they going to get here? Whether you like to admit it, they have it. They have the ability to put a nuke in our backyard. They have these new fast tackets up. You did not answer the question. If, you, if they outnumber us, and it's true, there are more Chinese, but it, they can't get here. How, how do you figure they can't get here? They have just as a technology good. Uh, their technology is just as good as ours in a lot of arenas. Their Navy is one of the best on the planet. But what you fail to realize is, is every other country in the world has a military. So and their Navy outnumbers the, the American people 10 to 1? Let the guy they talk. Sir, the, you're saying the Navy uh, outnumbers the American people 10 to 1? No, their entire military. Their entire military outnumbers... Their soldiers. Their, 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 wait a minute. Their, their entire military outnumbers the American population 10 to no, 1? No, the American soldier. Oh, okay. I thought you said that they were going to come over here and like take over America. Weren't, weren't you saying that if earlier? If you drop our standing military, uh-huh. if you drop the standing military and you go to a basic militia principle... Okay, it's a sheer number of 
tactical force with heavy armament, air force, navy, and even tactical nukes. You cannot defend against that in reality with a shotgun. How would that a second? Ian, let me jump in on this one. Um, so the, the it, what you're doing is you're setting up the straw man. I'm for a militia, but that doesn't change the fact that it, that what we were advocating was taking the United States troops out of 131 nations and returning them to the United States. I'd like to see this nation reduce its uh, its military footprint, but that's not the statement that we made. The statement that we made was we would like to see the troops taken out of other nations. So you're 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 setting up a straw man, or what they call a logical red herring. But I've talked about getting rid of the military in the past on this program and i think he's absolutely right to bring that up and to uh, to address the real point because i don't think there should be a coercive apparatus out there a violent monopoly on defensive force why is it that you don't trust the marketplace to provide defensive uh, options for people sir because i'm an american you mean and i so, believe in our military and there was a guy that put on fatigues 50 and 60 years ago that kept you me and him from speaking german well, well wait a minute wasn't Amer- oh, i thought being you american- think germany was going to attack Good Lord. I thought being American was was about believing in individual uh, freedom. You don't believe in that, huh? Uh, I think this country is a constitutional republic, and you get to get on this radio and talk any way you want because some guy died for that right. So you don't believe in individual freedom, then. I just want to clarify. You're the guy that doesn't want to be told what to do. Just to clarify, sir, you don't believe in individual freedom, correct? Let's just make sure we get it out there. Let's make sure we get it out there for everybody listening. You do not believe in individual freedom, correct? I believe in borders, language, and culture. That's what I thought, and thank you for the call. Appreciate it. 800-259-9231. You can take control of the airwaves. That's because the U.S. military is no friend of freedom. They're not out defending you. They're defending the interests of the U.S. federal government. They're following the orders of politicians. They're not defending freedom. 1-800-259-9231. Their existence is contradictory to human freedom. The fact that I am forced, as somebody who doesn't support warmongering, to to pay for such a thing is contradictory to my individual freedom and everybody else who is not interested in that. If you want to go and build your own surface-to-air missiles with you and your military-loving buddies, then by all means, pour all the money you want into that, dude. And if you want to go around the world and occupy people's countries, then do that on your own. Stop stealing in order to make it happen. You know, I'm for what you say, Ian, but the fact is the first step to this is to moving the troops out of 131 nations Back into the United States. That's the first. That's the first step, step, no doubt. And Ron Paul, I think, would be a good choice to make that happen. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. You can take control here. Greg, calling from our hometown of Sarasota, Florida, listening to WFLA. Hello, Greg. Greg. Fresh air. Hey. You guys are a breath of fresh air down here. I, it's a shame we only get you two hours a week. <laughs> Well, you actually uh, can tune in uh, during the week on uh, WSRQ there in Sarasota if you uh, if you want to. Uh, there There is an option uh, down that way. But I'll tell you what, we'll hang on to you here in a moment. 800-259-9231. You're welcome to bring up whatever you want. Uh, WFLA, the monster station in Tampa Bay, does take us on Saturday nights, and we certainly appreciate that. There's more the coming up one. here. Hour 3 is next. This is Free Talk Live. Have you been thinking about starting a website? I'm going to tell you about a great offer from HostGator. HostGator is a worldwide leader for web hosting, and they make it easy to get your own .com domain name. You create your very own website with their free site builder tools and templates. Sign up at hostgator.freetalklive.com to receive your first month completely free. Whether you want a personal blog or a complete e-commerce business website, let the experts at hostgator.freetalklive.com host you.
800-259-9231. The number brought to you by SACL CAI. It's 1-800-259-9231. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on our site totally free. And if you uh, like the show, there's uh, different ways to support the program. We'll tell you about that here in a little bit. 800-259-9231 is the way to get on the air with your thoughts. Whatever's on your mind, we go straight to the phones and to the fun, let's talk to Greg, who's listening in Sarasota. He got on at the very last uh, part of the last hour, so I wanted to make sure I had a chance to get his thoughts out there. Greg, go ahead with your thoughts. Yeah, Mark, Ian, uh, I appreciate your show a lot. I enjoy it. Um, I don't understand the uh, how we're in 131 countries in the world. Um, well, well, we aren't. Yet, you yeah. and I are here in America, and right. you, you mean the government. Right, yeah. but... We can't secure our own borders. I mean, that's exactly the essence of what you guys are describing. Well, we well I guess it's, it, 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 it speaks to the fact that the government is an inefficient organization and usually bad at taking care of whatever it takes care of. Um, traditionally, governments have had monopolies on things like borders and wars and militaries and things like that. And monopolies don't tend to breed efficiency, They and they don't intend to breed uh, cost integrity. They don't intend to breed lots of things that people expect. Right, right. And, and you know, the arguments that, you know, that, that they're protecting our freedom, you know, I have a lot of respect for the military personnel and their intentions and reasons yes. for serving. But, Agreed. you know, if you're... If you're telling me that the Iraq war was protecting me, I just don't think so. No I mean, way. I I don't know, you know, if anyone could ever convince me that that campaign was really worth it. Yeah, I I, I tend to, I tend to feel the same way. If the government would have said, "Oh man, we expected to find nuclear um, you know, stuff here and we didn't." But then they began to spin because politics is about being right all the time. And you know, that's 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 when I fell off the Republican bandwagon, I can assure you. That was the end of the story for me. Right. And you know, you hear on radio now that a lot of people are trumpeting Iran and and now we need to undertake a campaign against them. It's just, you know, I, I don't know. I, I, I certainly don't think that's the right way to Absolutely. go. But, I mean, you hear it on the radio, and, and you, you almost heard the exact same uh, lead-up for the Iraq campaign. Sure. It's the, it's the constant war drumbeat coming from the people that are, are either just completely brainwashed into being uh, war mongers, and I probably would have you know, felt the same way when I was younger. Uh, they're either that or they have an interest. You know, they've got some sort of an iron in the fire when it comes to the military industrial complex that they understand that the more the U.S. military is going around the world engaging in war behavior, dropping bombs and uh, exploding other things and shooting guns and, you know, using equipment, that they'll uh, need to order more of them from their industrial suppliers and uh, therefore continue on extracting money and wealth from the uh, productive members of society like you and I. And, uh, but what it, you mean there is when something goes boom, it's not useful any longer. Yeah. Whereas when you build a car, you can drive it for 20 years. You provide a product or service in the marketplace. You're doing that on a consensual basis, and you're providing real value. Both sides are uh, are benefiting from that. It's a win-win situation. Whereas with the military, uh, we're all being stolen from or extorted from in order to support uh, killing and, dis- and destruction. I mean, you just can't get more destructive than that. Uh, and Greg, thank you for the call tonight. I'm going to actually put you on hold here uh, if uh, in, and get the board up to give you some details on how you can listen during the week down in uh, in Sarasota because it is popular uh, possible otherwise you can always do it online at freetalklive.com
gmail.com at 800-259-9231. Oh, and the one thing I would disagree with Greg on, just kind of after the fact, we didn't really touch too heavily on it, Mark, is uh, the idea that uh, the U.S. government should be securing the borders in any way, shape, or form. Uh, in order to do that, you'd have to have a police state. And uh, I don't know about you, but that doesn't sound like the kind of place that I want to live. Uh, if people are coming here that are undesirable, it is likely because there's a welfare state in place. And if there weren't a uh, you know violent monopoly welfare state that steals money and extorts money from people in order to give it to people it deems politically acceptable for it, uh, then you wouldn't have the same types of uh, undesirables coming here. You'd right. have the people coming here problem, to make a better life for themselves. The immigration problem is almost entirely government created. I mean, who would who would argue with immigrants coming here, working hard and building a better life for themselves? Only a bigot. Well, I suppose. I, I don't know. I don't know that you can claim that. I mean, well, you, you asked know. who would argue it. Well, no, no. Some, you said only a bigot. Some, a protectionist would argue otherwise. A person that would say, they're okay, stealing true. our jobs. That's true. So that's a, But those know. same people that are protectionists in that way, Mark, are not protectionists against American kids, right? right. So, they're inconsistent yeah. uh, in, in their application of their protectionism, it's no doubt. And the application of their uh, protectionism could be viewed by somebody as a racist uh, statement. But, you know, it's, it, 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 doesn't, it doesn't help when you call somebody who doesn't consider themselves to be a racist a racist. You've, you made a good point. Let's talk to Mark listening in St. Pete to WFLA. Hello, Mark. Mark in St. Petersburg, Florida, listening to WFLA, going once, Mark going twice. Let's move on and talk to Tim, listening to WKCT in Kentucky. Tim, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Tim, I don't know who we have here. Who is this? Just say hello. Say hello and say your name. This is going well. 800-259-9231. I don't know who's next. Let's try a different mark. Board up. Send somebody up. There's a second mark here. This is another mark calling from Florida listening to WFLA. Do we have this mark? Mark? Hello. Hey, is this Mark? Uh, this is Josie. Josie. Well, hello, hey, Josie. What's on your mind tonight? Hey, man. Um, I haven't heard your guys' show before, but um, Sorry I'm for a the big shock. fan of... Uh, oh, cheers. <laughs> I'm a big fan of uh, Neil Bortz, and um, I've pretty much, in the past... Uh, year actually kind of converted from you know republicanism to the liberal uh sorry libertarian wash wash my mouth out with soap <laughs> here um libertarian uh, uh bandwagon here um, well, uh, if, if you're a Neil Bortz fan, I'd say that you've got a little ways to go. I was a big Neil Bortz fan, um, but I think that to some extent he's actually, I believe he served in Ronald Reagan or George Bush Sr.'s uh, administration uh, to some extent. To some extent, Bortz is still a Republican. Okay. But well, just let you know. That being said, um, a little background on me. Uh, I've been in the military since 19- Hello? I don't know what's going on. Uh, okay. I'm sorry, you got you cut out there Repeat for about five said. seconds. You Please. were in the military. Okay, right. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, I joined in 98. I'm a reservist now. I got out last November. Um, I, you know, I joined out of patriotism, and this is what I felt in my heart. It was just... I, I, I joined because I wanted to serve my country. I didn't join to kill anybody because my parents are missionaries. I, I lived in Mexico as a kid. Um, my parents are, are, you know, involved in the church, so am I. Um, you know, I was in an elite uh, special operations unit um, out of northern Florida for the Air Force. And um, we, I've shot back in anger once ever. Um, and it was because somebody shot two missiles at me. You know, I... We were there on a humanitarian mission um, every single night, and um, I've, I've a little over a year in country, 
Um, but, uh, you know, Josie, can I, I can I interject just just real quick? I'd yes, like sir. to say yes, that I, I think that it's important to uh, to distinguish between sort of the actions of the military and then the actions of individual military men. If I was on the ground with an M16 in my hand and I had to deal with uh, shots coming in, you can believe that I would consider those shots to be aggressive force and I would react accordingly. I would not consider myself to be uh, the the attacker or whatever, I would have to deal with that situation as it was. What we're talking about is, is military policy. We're not trying to vilify individual military men. Hello? Did we lose him again? Josie? Well, apparently there's some problems with the phone system over at the network, and I apologize to uh, to Josie. I don't know if we've lost his call. <laughs> Somebody's there. Hello? For the rest Josie? Of- Hello. Hey, okay. there he is. You're back. <laughs> Sorry, hey, man. Hey, um... Just, I was trying to give you a little backlog on me, but um, the, the fact is is that when you're there, you're there to protect yourself and your buddies. You, Agreed. you forget about policy altogether. Agreed. Policy goes out the freaking window. You Agreed. Know I would say that and ideally I'm, you shouldn't have gone in the first place, though. Those are the, you those don't are the know troops. these things initially. Those are, the tro- those are the troops that I support, the ones that have de- that made the right decision to say this is wrong and I will but, not participate but, in but, it. But, but, but what well, I think it's important is is to convince the, uh, those folks, and it's not convincing to us uh, to say that, you know, but what you did, what you should have shouldn't have gone, because both you and I, Ian, considered joining the military in our lives and it would have been wrong for me to do that but the deal is is that you know we've come so far and and in some ways straight so far away from the founding fathers josie hold that thought we're going to bring it back here in a moment this is free talk live this program is brought to you by freekeen.com freekeen.com features audio video and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. This is Free Talk Live. You dial in toll free. Take control of the airwaves. Bring up anything at 800 259 9231. You can go to our website and enjoy the features there for free at freetalklive.com, including our webcam. You can watch, you can listen, and interact because our chat room is built into the same page as the cam. Go to cam.freetalklive.com to do that. It's free. That's cam.freetalklive.com, brought to you by Memory Dealers. Memory Dealers offers the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers. Uh, They're 100% compatible with all the major networking equipment manufacturers at up to 99% off of list price. That's right, 99%, up to 99% off of list price. Some of them aren't 99%, but some of them are. I've gone to the website at uh, memorydealers.com, and I've looked myself. You can. Uh, they also offer customized solutions for your transceiver requirements, including private labeling. They're your trusted source for all your networking and telecom accessory needs. It's memorydealers.com. All right, so we're going to continue with your calls. Josie was on the line. We had some phone trouble, and I wanted to make sure he got out his thoughts. Uh, Josie, are you still with us there in Tampa? I, I'm still with you, Bobby. All right, go ahead with your thoughts, sir. Yes, sir. Um, what I was getting at before the break was um, I was kind of trying to allude to how the battles and, and wars were fought, you know, uh, uh, when George Washington was the general of, of our army and, you know, when the, uh, the freedom of our country was at stake, those wars were fought with all pure intention um, to make us free from our, our, our English overlords, pretty much, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I agree that a lot of 
a lot of the policy that is happening now, and a lot of policy uh, that is made is due to funding from from big business and from you know people with with ulterior motives. And I do believe that our, our military is being used and abused um, uh, pretty much indiscriminately now. Um, current uh, administration uh, is the biggest point in my book. Um, but uh, Well, they're just it, following suit. I mean, the Obama administration is just kind of following suit to what uh, Bush did before him, and he was uh, you know, also building on what Clinton did. I mean, it's been one piece after True. another yeah. leading to a bigger and bigger, more intrusive and oppressive government. And it's, it's just stemmed from more personal and, and uh, dealings with you know, between government and, and, and different per, uh, personalities, pretty much. But, um, you know, I, I held up my right hand and I swore that I would, you know, protect my country from enemies, foreign and domestic. And um, the, I... The domestic ones won, just so you know. <laughs> I know, and that's, that's the scary part. Yeah, I mean, if the uh, military was actually protecting uh, us, the uh, little people, from domestic enemies, then they would be, you know, protecting us from the government. Uh, but that's certainly not happening. I, and I thank you well, for the happened. call, Josie. I, I really appreciate hearing from you tonight at 800-259-9231. Let's continue with Victor listening in Tampa, also to WFLA. Hello, Victor. Victor in Tampa, going once. Hello, can you hear me? Hey, Victor, we got you. Go ahead. I wanted to say what I think the worst part of the military-industrial complex in these wars that everybody across the board, no matter what faith you are, no matter where you're coming from, that people are missing the danger that we have outstripped our ability to handle the scientific monsters that are coming out of these labs, both biologically and robotically. What are you talking about? What monsters are you? To what monsters are you referring? The weapon systems that have been advanced in the last ten years with the combined movement they call transhumanism. When they're combining genetics, robotics, artificial intelligence, computer power, nanotechnology, they have designed weapons that literally equal Terminator biological monsters combined. Well, I don't know if we're there yet. I uh, haven't seen the Terminator yet, but do you? what would you do about somebody who's... Can we uh, pot him down, board up? Uh, that's an awful noise there. Yeah, yeah just keep, keep him potted down, please. What would, what would you, you do to stop people to, from creating, say, artificial hearts and stuff? Because I think that those would fit into this uh, sort of uh, cyborg thing that you're talking about. Well, I don't know what I would do to stop these double-edged swords, but as we're not playing in a sandbox and anymore as kids, and as everybody knows, any technology that comes along new in the pipeline, they use for military. But what I'm saying, if you do your research, they've got things you couldn't even imagine that they're ready to unleash. And it's not just our government. It's all governments across the world. There's no doubt that there are – thank you for the call, Victor. I appreciate it. Uh, there's no doubt that the government people are working on having more robotics uh, designed. They certainly have unmanned aircraft, and ob- obviously they would like to have the super soldier. They would like, ideally, to have some sort of a robot killer. Some robot cyborg killer. I mean, I, I don't doubt that at all, and I, so sure. I share his concerns. It's probably cheaper to produce than uh, you know the, the than all the PTSD counseling they have to do for the average human that they send out there. 
So I share those concerns, um, and I think the only way that that will ever be stopped, that that process would ever be stopped, is to eliminate the idea of governments. I mean, to eliminate the idea of coercive, monopolistic, violent, aggressive governments from from people's minds. To get well, if to governments stop using coercion and violence um, and aggression to solve their problems, then I don't think that that they would, would be, be a successful elimination of the idea of coercive governments, Mark. So in order to uh, to get to that future where robots will you know be helpful to us and augmentation. Uh, you know, kind of genetic augmentation, combining our bodies with technology, which is inevitable. I mean, these things are coming. Uh, with the, we were just talking about the singularity off the air earlier tonight, Mark, you and I. I'm excited and, about it. I, yeah. I, for one, welcome my new robot body. Uh, me too. Uh, I, you know, I, I like the ideas. I think they're very exciting and very cool. And uh, like I say, they're coming. So we, it's imperative, I think, that we have to get rid of the idea, this barbaric, ancient, decrepit idea that governments, these violent organizations, these monopolistic uh, groups, uh, the criminal organizations are somehow necessary to human survival. In fact, they are contrary to human survival as governments in the 20th century alone were responsible, I believe, for killing more people than you know, d- various different diseases and things like that. Yeah, I, I, I want to um, yeah, I, I wanna make sure that you, this is incredibly clear. Uh, when you look at the last century, actually the last century of uh, human activity, there have been uh, has been one of the more peaceful centuries uh, in human activity. So, so that's a good thing. But when you look at those um, that During that century, government killed and its actions killed more people than any disease you can name, more than heart disease, more than cars, more Mm. than cigarettes, more than malaria, more than any of these things. They were killed by governments, either by their own government, by another government, by the actions of their government causing some kind of famine. All those, if you combine them all together, government was the largest killer of humans in the last century, which was a relatively peaceful century, believe it or not. So I would say the only way to avoid a Terminator future is to get rid of the idea of the coercive monopoly government. 800-259-9231. We're going to continue here. Anthony's in Eureka listening to KGOE on the West Coast in California. Hello, Anthony. Anthony in Eureka. I appreciate your truth-telling. Thanks. Well, we try our best. I can't guarantee everything's the truth, but it's it's our best understanding. Go ahead with your thoughts. Well, I think these theocrats and uh, militarists are uh, mythopaths. What's that? Uh, they they are characterized by mythopathy. They believe in myth. Hmm, no I want you to expound a little more in a moment here. We'll bring Anthony back. 800-259-9231. You can take control of the airwaves. Bring up whatever's on your mind. Still a half hour remains, so plenty of time for your thoughts. 800-259-9231. Take control. This is Free Talk Live. You can listen to Free Talk Live on the radio via podcast, the webcam, and our live streams at freetalklive.com. Not enough options? Now you can listen to Free Talk Live from any phone, anywhere. Add this number to your phone, 760-569-7752. It's a long-distance call, so make sure you're familiar with your phone's calling plan. The Free Talk Live listen lines are airing the latest episode of Free Talk Live 24 hours a day, including our live shows. Call 760-569-7752. That's 760-569-7752.
This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves and bring up whatever you want. 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features there for free. We've got listening options. You can get tuned in via our broadband or dial-up streams. You uh, will hear the latest episode of Free Talk Live airing around the clock on those streams. There's also our webcam and listen lines that actually allow you to call in from any phone that can dial long distance and listen to the show that way. Uh, plus, we've got a direct, uh, free-to-air, rather, satellite channel in 93 radio stations on AM and FM across the country that uh, allow you to listen at various times throughout the week. So get the details on how to tune in over at listen.freetalklive.com. Now, if you are somebody who appreciates the ideas of individual liberty, then you need to know about the Free State Project. You can go to freestateproject.org to learn more about this uh, amazing movement of thousands of like-minded, liberty-oriented people all moving to the same place and getting active to achieve liberty in our lifetime. And a great opportunity to come up and check out New Hampshire, which is the destination for the Free State Project, is the Porcupine Freedom Festival. It is the biggest liberty-oriented event of 2011, and it's happening June 20th through the 26th. You can go to porkfest.com to learn more. That's P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T dot com. You'll learn more about this awesome week-long camping event that will be held at Rogers Campground, same place as last year, in the beautiful White Mountains of New Hampshire. It's incredibly scenic. Uh, the, it's just an amazing property to be on, and but even more than that, it's amazing to be around hundreds of other like-minded people, people that get uh, what liberty really means. And you'll experience everything from live performers to family fun to agorism and action. Porkfest has something for everyone who loves freedom. So go to porkfest.com, get registered, and use our discount code to save 20%. Our code is FREETALKLIVE. Now, that's run together as all one word. FREETALKLIVE is the discount code. 20% you'll save at porkfest.com as we continue here you can take control. Anthony, listening in Eureka, you were telling us, uh, so, what was the term he used, Mark? I don't recall Myth, what it was. Myth, mythological? I don't know. What was the term Myth- you were telling us about, Anthony? I didn't, I should have taken a note, but I didn't. Anthony in Eureka, listening in California. Anthony, are you still there? Mythopathy. Can you hear me? Mythopathy. Yes. Go ahead, sir. So psychiatrists say they believe in myths. And no less an esteemed uh, president as uh, Thomas Jefferson said, I hold eternal enmity against those theocrats who corrupt the mind of man. Hmm. And, and Major General Smedley Butler in his 1935 book said, Raw war is a racket. Yeah, That's I'd right. like to point out before anybody says, ah, it's just one general, he won two medals of honor. Two, that's right. That's right. Now, personally, I agree with Dylan, friends. I don't know about you, but it's life and life only. I don't respect life, the human species, the world, existence, or the establishment. I'm on a birth strike, a birth boycott. Happy Valentine's Day. What do you think? What does that mean, a birth boycott? I don't know. I, I don't understand Dylan either, so don't I'm, I'm glad I don't understand you. Birth onto the planet. Wait, I'm sorry. Say again? Don't bring any more births onto this aberrational, dysfunctional, <laughs> pathological... Well, I w- you will be happy to know that I have a vasectomy. Well, I do too, Dale. As a man after my own heart. Thank <laughs> you, Anthony, Valentine's for the call. Day. I appreciate hearing from you all. 800-259-9231. I kind of think the good people should have kids, though. You know, like, because there's a lot of people that aren't... Why not really adopt? There's pre- a lot of kids out there. Prepared uh, for... Yeah, that much is true. Yeah. So uh, I, that, I I would agree with Anthony on that one. I would never vi- use violence to stop someone from having a child. I would never 
do anything to try to stop somebody from you know actually going about doing that. But I, I support generally the idea of like, why bother having kids? There's plenty of them out there that uh, need to be adopted, and you can help save somebody from an awful, you know, possibly awful life in a you know in a, uh, a you know, orphanage or in a foster family or something like that. One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. The SACL CAI toll free line. You take control. Let's talk to John listening in Charleston, South Carolina. I think. Are you in South Carolina, John? John in Charleston. Do we have John in Charleston? I don't know. There's probably phone, there's apparently phone problems at the network. So again, I apologize. This is Justin any, in Moultrie. Justin in Moultrie, Georgia. We'll Hello take it there. Yeah, I just guessed that you may be there because uh, I don't know. There was a little beep on the line, and I thought, well, it might be me that he's asking about. Yeah, Justin in South Georgia. All right, Justin. Question for both of you guys. Go ahead. I like libertarian ideas. I like a lot of your ideas, but since uh, you know, we're talking about the United States here is what we can affect. What would you propose to do in the short term, like over the next decade or so, about other governments like Iran that have extreme ideas uh, that would like to see all of us and the nation of Israel uh, be killed? Okay. Uh, how would you propose to deal with that if we don't have a military, a strong military, a weapon systems, whatever, I, just in the short term. I like the idea long-term, but how in the next 10 years or so? Okay, um, I'll, I'll take that. I usually do foreign policy questions. Um, and, and I'm not going to say that I'm the, 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 the premier guy in the world on foreign policy, but I would say that Israel can handle itself. Um, if, oh, yeah. It, it, you know, they, they, they are real good at handling defense over there. They, in, what was it, the, the 1968 war that lasted three days or whatever it was, they took on Egypt, uh, Jordan, you know, several, several of the countries there attacked the same time and they defended themselves and they did it handily israel doesn't really need the united states to protect them Um, and you can see why it may upset some of the nations around the world the united states does support israel with foreign aid and all these other things i don't think the united states should be giving foreign aid to any government israel included and then that would that would solve that little problem another thing that they do you would do uh, is to take all the troops out of all the foreign nations the 131 nations of uh, i think it's 190 un nations so the majority of nations in the world the united states has bases in take them all out return them to the united states and then issue an apology you say hey world we're really sorry, you know. Uh, you know, we we got too big for our britches. We thought uh, that it was a good idea. We were try we were trying to spread the ideas of freedom and democracy, and I think that we got out, we think we got out of whack, and we're sorry. And I really do think that that would just stop in the tracks because an apology is an amazingly powerful thing, and that would stop in the tracks anybody who said, "Let's go kill the Americans for what they're doing." Yeah, I just I'm not sure that an apology is gonna deter uh, the type of people that will kill themselves in order to kill innocent people. Well, in a let's let's take a look like at that. something, though. I mean, you're talking about the next 10 years. Let's look at the last 10 years. How many times has somebody come to this country or have already been in this country with this so-called Islamic belief system that has that has actually, you know, set off a bomb? Let's exclude 9-11. Beyond 9/11, since September 20, uh, September 12th of 20, 2001, how many instances of terrorism that you're describing have there been? There, there's been none as far as uh, bombs. Of course, you had the Fort Hood shootings, but you have to consider that we did spend a lot of money in order to prevent that from happening. And as far as well, wait a minute, goes, wait a minute, without wait, wait, wait. our three what? billion a year, I don't think they'd be quite as <laughs> you know. Def- 
I think of- that let, let's let's take a look at reality, okay? The, I know the government sure. wants to paint this picture that they're out there and their agents are monitoring every phone call and that they're checking every lead and that they're out there busting up yeah. terrorist rings all left and right. Uh, but from what we've seen, whenever the government comes forth with this so-called success story that, oh, we've stopped this man in Portland from setting off this bomb. They were bomb, set up. They're exactly right. Every time yeah. the federal government essentially ginned that up, it never would have existed had it been for their agents agents actually creating Absolutely. that in the first place. So they're, they're, it's, they're creating this false illusion that they're actually out there preventing terrorism. They're not stopping anybody who actually wants to set off a bomb. There's, right. there's nothing There's not really much you can do that. about the Jared Lofners of the world that don't care if they die. Right. There's nothing what stopping... What about the Ayatollah some- Khomeini's that would... Uh- for religious reasons, like to see us all killed, not well, reasons of, uh, you know, a- oh, the Americans tried to, you know, assassinate me one time. So I think it's religious reasons that drive a lot of the extreme Islamists. And I so- think to some extent, but I think that the United States, with its foreign policy, drives people into the arms of those folks. And if you can, if you oh, discontinue yeah. driving people into their arms, they're going to have fewer people that are willing to kill themselves in order to come after the United States. And you'll notice and that they find that they've got other places to blow up too. And if the United sure. States remains neutral, then they're going to go after those other places that they find to be big threats right. to them in their life. So even today, with all of the U.S. meddling, there's still very, very few instances of real U.S.-based terror to point to. And so ending the meddling would go a long way to making us even safer here. And beyond that, the only excuse you would really have to continue this is the fear, this kind of uh, idea that something might happen if we didn't have the government around. But look at all the violence the government does against human beings in this country. They're the people that we have to fear. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live. Thanks. On Free Talk Live, we talk about investing in gold and silver as a hedge against inflation, investment, and barter currency. We've teamed up with Midas Resources to offer you some great rates on some hand-picked gold and silver pieces. U.S. Eagles, British Sovereigns, 20 Francs, Lakota Nation Silver Rounds, Montana Silver Reserves, and Walking Liberty Halves. Call 877-857-9938 or go to gold.freetalklive.com. The shipping is the same for one as it is for 20, so try to get as many as you can all at once. Gold.freetalklive.com. moments remain probably not enough time for your call if you make it now so we're just going to take the folks that are waiting patiently if we can get them on here uh, shortly we will do so of course you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com to uh, join the conversation online various different interactive ways uh, for you to get interactive with uh, the show and the uh, the listeners there at freetalklive.com in fact if you want to support the show you can do that by becoming an amplifier for as little as three dollars per month we will take that three dollars in reinvest it into the show get on more radio stations around the country and bring more internet listeners on board as well exposing new people to the ideas of freedom you can go to amp.freetalklive.com get signed up with well paypal or any major credit card actually um, through paypal or visa or mastercard directly on our site we've got all those options for you there and you'll get perks like access to the amp only call in lines the amp only forum and more get the details and get signed up at amp.freetalklive.com that's amp freetalklive.com as we continue here taking your phone calls about what you want i think we've got dan listening in charleston to wsc dan are you with us dan hey is this dan yeah i'm here dan you're on the air what's on your mind tonight i gotta totally agree with you i'm i'm a member of the military service and i totally agree that we should get out of foreign nations um except i think that if 
a foreign nation has a pop, fair and popular election that if they want to become a new state, I totally, I totally feel that uh, exporting statehood should be something that the that the United States is should be doing. When, when you freedom say that, what do you mean, exporting statehood? Freedom through statehood. If Nigeria decides that they have a popular election and 90% of Nigeria wants to become the state of Nigeria, we should export our constitution. You mean like the 51st state of Nigeria, like they would be joining the U.S.? That is correct. Well, I guess I have this question for you. Um, what about if, uh, say, one guy has a piece of land in Nigeria and he just wants to secede his piece of land? Do you think we should send the United States military in to uh, help that that crazy guy out? Well, there's uh, there's uh, the law of eight, there's some law in the 1800s that I'm, I've I've been looking for it. I can't find it again. I I found it once. I can't find it again. It's uh, it's a it's a law that that governs. It needs to be a certain amount of land mass, certain amount of people, and a certain percentage of the votes. Just okay, how, so somebody wrote down some crap in the 1800s uh, that somehow uh, carries some validity in your mind. <laughs> no, it, it was a it was a it was a it was a good outline. Like like the Republic of Texas uh-huh. was, it was a sovereign nation before they became the state of Texas and had a lot of financial problems. Yeah, correct. You know, um, that's inter- it's an interesting thing what you're suggesting. I've, I can't say anybody's ever called to suggest that before. I mean, if I suppose if you believe in the idea of democracy, and I don't, I believe it's two wolves and a sheep deciding on dinner. Uh, but if you uh, do believe in the ideas of democracy, what you say then does make sense that the Nigerians should be able to democratically choose to join the United States as uh, as another state. I mean, that that makes sense. But I support decentralization. I, I think an easier thing to do is to open uh, is to make uh, immigration policy significantly more lenient or destroy the immigration uh, service entirely because it's just so bureaucratic and Byzantine and let them come here and, and just let Nigerians oh, come over here, learn the language and support their families. I, I agree. Well, the first thing we need to do is eliminate the 16th Amendment. Uh, income tax is outrageous and I believe illegal. That would be a good step. I would agree with you on that one. But I, I support decentralization in general. And so I would. So I guess my question for you is, you know, as a military uh, guy, you know, would you? So, would you? How would you feel if you know, like New Hampshire decided to that they you know voted to secede from the United States? Would you, if you were ordered to uh, roll a tank into New Hampshire and occupy New Hampshire in behalf of the federal government to try to keep them in? Would you go along with that? Um, I don't. I don't believe so. I don't believe. I don't believe that's even relevant because I don't. I don't feel that at this time any nation, any state would succeed. But if they did, then I mean, I might be. I might be well. The Texas governor uh, was uh, is, is, inclined to join them. You'd be but, inclined uh, to join, so but, you support secession. I would, then I would rather I'd rather see us in in, Af- in Afghanistan after they became a state rather than a foreign occupation army. Does that make sense? I yeah. see where you're coming yeah. from, and I thank you for the call tonight. appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. I think secession is entirely relevant today. It is uh, an idea right. well, that time has come as gun. In 2009, is... the Texas governor was talking about secession in, you know, yeah, well, in, in real life. He so, didn't mean it, though. Well, whatever. It doesn't yeah. matter whether he means He's it. Just He's just pandering. The, the guy said it was uh, not viable. So, you yeah. know, I think it... I, it's I a conversation know. that needs to be had. It's a, con- it's a topic that needs to come up, uh, that needs to be discussed at, at you know, family dinners. It needs to be discussed at uh, group fun. Functions. It, need to, it needs to be discussed at churches. People need to start talking about the idea of secession again because 
who really needs this federal government anyway? I mean, even if you are uh, somebody who supports war and, and you know, having a military, go have your own little state military. <laughs> you can have one to defend your state. 800-259-9231 is a number. Uh, we continue here and talk to David listening to WGMD-FM in Maryland. David, you're on Free Talk Live. David, listening in Georgetown. I'm in uh, Delaware. My apologies, Georgetown, David. Georgetown, Delaware. Go. Two quick comments, please. Go ahead, sir. And please don't interrupt me, please. I think both Depends. of you are Depends on what you say. Go ahead. Liberal, no, erudite sir. anarchists who have publicly proclaimed that you both have deliberately broken laws and found yourself in jail. No, Mark, the second thing delivery. is, neither of you have any respect for the core values of American society what are those? and the rule of law. What, what are the core values? The core values are very, very simple. Great. Liberty, mm-hmm. independence, freedom, and um, respect for the law. Well, I like all the. I like the first three, and Thank I think you. I think that the ideas of the rule of law is fallacious because I think you know as well as I do that when cops pull over cops, they don't give them tickets generally. So you understand that it's in fact not a rule of law, but a rule of if man. If a person breaks the law, they need to go through the consequences of what they've done to break the law. No, it doesn't happen. And both of you have deliberately and publicly spoken that you have deliberately broken the law and found yourselves in jail. I haven't deliberately broken the law and found myself in jail as a result. I, I think that's important to point out. I have not deliberately broken the law and found myself in jail as a result of some kind of civil disobedience. I have done that. And I'm proud to do it because I believe in liberty. The first three things that you said, was it liberty, uh, independence, uh, what was the other one? Freedom. Freedom. I believe in those things so firmly that I'm willing to violate laws that violate liberty. I understand liberty. that, but you cannot violate the law. But what if the law violates liberty? But, sir, what if the law violates liberty? It is the law. Then Period. you're putting the law ahead of liberty, aren't you? No, sir, I am not. How can you if, do that? If you disagree with the law, then you need to go in front of a judge, a person who, who you called about a week ago or two weeks ago, a man in black robe. Yeah, that's right, a man the wearing a robe. will be the deciding factor in but that. And I have done that. Have uh, but wait, 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 that, just a second. You I've, can appeal that decision. Right, I've done that, and the judge says, that's a political conversation. I'm here to decide whether or not you broke the law. So the judge doesn't want to hear about your philosophy as, was, as to whether or not the law d- violates liberty. The judge the is judge there to enforce is- it. The judge interprets the law. Let's just put this, let, let me make sure I'm clear on this. So you put the law, whatever it says, ahead of individual liberty and freedom, correct? I understand what I need to do in order to abide by you the You did law. not answer my Agreed. question. Me too. So do you put the law written by men ahead of individual liberty and freedom? If that is the law in the city or the town or the state in which I live, I must obey the law. So those blacks should have just gotten to the back of the bus, and those Jews should have gotten right on those train cars then, right? It was the law. You're changing the subject. No, that's exactly the point. No, it's not. It's exactly the point. The point is that laws often will violate liberty, and there are some extreme circumstances. It's easy to show the extreme circumstances. Well, then you can can go to the courts. Just as the civil rights you movement know, did, really helped them out, which huh? you referred to in the 60s. How did the courts help the Jews? How did the courts help the Jews? Yeah. They did not do that mm-hmm. in Germany. That's no, sir, they, they did not. Money. 
They How did, did the not. courts help out with the civil rights movement? You saying How did the courts help the Indians? Is what I want to know. You th- you're saying that Martin Luther King and his uh, friends should have just begged the courts for relief? That doesn't work. They had to get out in the streets, man. They did, did that. Did the finally. courts help the Egyptians? They did that finally. Did they the courts did help that. the Egyptians? Are the courts they, helping the Algerians the right subject. now? No, sir, I'm not changing the subject. We are talking about what you said as these American values. You were talking about deliberate disobedience of laws. I agree. Yes, I think it's important. Civil rights has nothing to do with with what both of you did was violate laws regarding... And I'm proud of it. Thank you for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you because it has been said by people like Gandhi and Martin Luther King, people who understand what civil disobedience is, that it is the obligation of liberty-loving people to disobey bad laws. It's the obligation. If you care about individual freedom, sure, go through the courts, go through the legislative process, do all that, but also make it clear that these things are wrong and stand up for your freedom instead of just begging. Like a pathetic surf. We're done for tonight. Spinny in here with you. And Mark. Uh, back tomorrow night uh, for the Sunday edition online only at freetalklive.com. And we'll be back Monday. See you online at freetalklive.com. Have a great weekend. This year, you can take part in the world's biggest freedom-oriented event. That's right. The Free State Project's 2011 Porcupine Freedom Festival is happening this summer. You won't want to miss it. Held at Rogers Campground in the beautiful White Mountains of New Hampshire, Porkfest has games, hikes, live music, dance parties, fun activities for kids, and even state-free weddings. And of course, Porkfest features the famous Agora Valley, where the free market thrives. You won't want to miss speakers like Stefan Molyneux and J. Neil Shulman. But the best part of Porkfest is being surrounded by more than a thousand like-minded, freedom-loving friends. The fun begins on June 20th, 2011, and doesn't stop until the 26th. This year, you can be a part of it. Visit Porkfest.com today. Early bird registration is just $25 for the whole week. Don't miss out. Visit Porkfest.com today. That's P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T dot com.